We're live. <laughs> we are live. <laughs> you missed it. Five seconds ago, we were we were rapping, me and Adam. But uh, today's no, that, that podcast. Good. That wasn't rap. That was Power Funk with Rick James. Thank Is that you, what it was? It was Rick James. All right, thank you, Caroline. Today's doc is on fire this morning. I was in an way. elevator with Rick James once. Were you, you were also in an elevator with Britney Spears once. Do you and remember that? You came back, you're like, I just saw Britney Spears. That's right. That's crazy. <laughs> at the, when we were staying at Palazzo, at the, the whatever that property yeah, exactly was at right. the Rio. And, and, and I, you need to spend more time in elevators. <laughs> <laughs> And I, you got but, done but you know what was uh, funny? You know what was funny? I didn't say, I didn't do the like the little tourist thing or the fan thing. Hey, Brett, no, our kids go I to the same at, school together. That's what I said. I said, "Hey, Sarah Canyon, PTA, how are you doing?" And she goes, "Oh, hi, You're great." You know, doing her best to pretend yeah. that she recognized me. Britney Spears. Yeah. Well, anyways, today, listen. She's today's, not watching case. No, but it was. It was a PTA. She's honestly, officially free. FY. Thank God she's free and Thank she God. can do whatever she wants to do today, which is great news because people want to see. What she does when she's free. Freedom is a good thing. Free I don't know if you know that or great. not. It's great to have certain options. parties like freedom. Certain parties like force. We like freedom yeah. here. And FYI, if All you're here, yep. if you're here, Cue we got we got we got. I'm free. Bum, 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 we we got a. Uh, Tom is a little bit. Stop singing. Yeah. We're gonna have to stop Tom's doing. been doing it all all morning. So yep. let's get right into it. So here's what we got. Listen, mm-hmm. by the time the podcast over today, uh, Danielle's gonna make you smarter. Tom's going to make you think about certain companies to invest in or not. Mm-hmm. There's a 20% chance Adam's going to make you be a cat man, you know, maybe a little bit more of a fan of cats. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. And Danielle dressed up just for you today. She did. Yeah. <laughs> she dressed up just for you I am you the cat today. woman today just for you. <laughs> the high did, fashion cat I did brand. not board the plane from Dallas yesterday without my leopard. Thank you for thinking of me when you're you were very welcome. to come here. She and gave a hint on Twitter, but you're not on Twitter. You're, not you're not only on Instagram. I, I am on Twitter. However, I don't check it that often. But I'm all it said pleasantly was, surprised. All, all I said was I was, I was bringing Adam a surprise. Well, you know who's oh. uh, a big fan of your outfit? Our entire audience. I'm sure they're loving everything that you're wearing. Right no, no, no. They're not all cat people. Well, they're, they're Danielle people. They are Danielle people. Okay, well, yes. we'll take that. But it yeah. all matches because when, when we get to the economy, the claws are coming out here. So. Oh, that's true. Cat. So Danielle's got, three, Danielle's got three charts she's going to show us. She will show me two, two of them. It's absolutely sick on what's going on with independent voters, level of inequality, number of Americans quitting jobs. Why? She'll give you a completely different uh, angle. There's a bacon data we're going to look at today. We're going to look bacon, at we're bacon, bacon, bacon. That's bacon. right. And then we got actual bacon or yes. Kevin bacon? No, no. Six actual, okay. actual I hope bacon. your green bean casserole does not involve bacon as a base. Let's just Damn. say that in front of Thanksgiving, okay? Well, as a former uh, rabbi yourself, that this yeah, is I, a, a rabbi who has converted to bacon. I love bacon. Right. Okay. Mr. Mistopheles was a rabbi? Staples Center in L.A. is being renamed Crypto.com Arena. The contract is massive. We'll talk about that. It's 20 years. Thanksgiving essentials are out of stock. Amazon has slashed the cost of its Go Cashierless store technology by 96% since 2017. Rivian Leaps post uh, past Volkswagen valuation as EV mania rages. By the way, when you see the numbers on that, it's ludicrous what's going on there. Yeah, Fox uh, News dominates basic cable. MSNBC finishes behind 29 networks. Amongst advertisers, a coveted demo. China becomes the richest country in the world, uh, overtaking U.S., by the way. Texas church under fire for screaming, let's go, Brandon Chance. Caught on video. Saki confronted claims no economist is predicting higher inflation from massive spending bill. Joe Biden gets terrible news after court is chosen to adjudicate his vaccine mandate. U.S. COVID cases are starting to rise again during holiday season. Report Biden to order diplomatic boycott of 2022 uh, Beijing Olympics. McConnell's got some stuff that's going on that he can really be a pain in the butt for the Biden administration. Clint, former Clinton advisor, talks about most Democrats will be wiped out after 2022 elections. 
Then we have a certain interview I saw on a Chinese dissident, former political prisoner in China, warns Americans, you're already in the authoritarian state. You just don't know about it. So we'll go into that as well. Mm. But but first things first, let's get into uh, the Thanksgiving Essentials since it's around the corner a couple weeks from now. So if you want to go to page three, mm. uh, Thanksgiving Essentials. Let's take a look at this here with Thanksgiving. What we got going on on page three. Uh, Thanksgiving Essentials are out of stock. CNN story. During the first week of November, whole bird frozen fix weight turkey were in stock at a rate of 64% on average across national retailers. This time last year, that figure was around 86%. Availability of packaged pie was roughly 68% last week compared to 78% in 2020. Liquid gravy with an in-stock rate of 73% is down 12% yep. uh, compared to last year. And cranberry sauce with avail- availability of 79% is down from 89%, same time last year. Retailers typically like to have around 95% in-stock rate overall. This year's stores aren't anywhere close to that. A number of factors are contributing to Thanksgiving staples disappearing from store shelves, including supply chain ruptures and an unexpected spike in demand. Danielle, why is this happening? Well, people, look, the media has been going nuts with this. So everybody's saying, buy early, buy early, buy now, buy now, buy Mm -hmm. now. So everybody's shopping for Thanksgiving early. So you can't stock the way you did in prior Thanksgivings if you're a big supermarket chain, if people are not going to buy all the way into next week, if they're freaking out and buying and hoarding in advance. I mean, I'm, I'm going to have to make my own gravy this year, which will be fabulous. But um, but I, I was amazed at the, at the grocery store a few nights ago at the sheer number of empty shelves that I saw around the store. But I did see one area of the store where it was fully stocked. What's that? That was bacon. Ba- really? <laughs> well, the bacon, the bacon's on the shelf. It's not flying off the shelves. Do we have a chart to show what's going on with we, bacon? We, we have a chart. We, we have a bacon chart. Uh, let's let's pull that right. up and take it's a look. It's a big deal. Bacon, bacon chart. Okay. Look, look, look at the 2020 price of bacon. Was $5.83 a pound yep. on average in 2020. So you've had a little bit of inflation in, in pork bellies here the last few years. It was, blah, a, blah, it blah. was a flat decade for bacon, mostly. Yeah. You know what? You're right. It, from 554 to 583. Yeah. So... When I was at the grocery store a few, a few nights ago, Oscar Mayer bacon, one pound, nine ninety nine. Be, be quiet. Nine ninety nine. Wow. From five eighty three to nine ninety nine. Nine ninety nine. But don't tell Saki because you know inflation doesn't exist. Hold, so, so let me ask so you. No, how, no well, economist she was misunderstood can, too. What no, she said no, no was economist no economist can go from five eighty three to nine ninety nine and call it no inflation. Here's here's a question for you. How much of this? has to do with what's going on at Long Beach, L.A. How much of this is that? Is any of this imported or is this in the States? I'll, most of this is in the States. So, okay, so this has nothing to do with yeah. what's going on at I the I mean, port. we're not exactly, you know, buying Turkey or, Chinese you know, gravy. Yeah. cranberry sauce. It's that's right. Just, mm. No. So that's here. Let's so, hope not. So, so I will tell you that, that, that one of the largest pork producers in America is owned by the Chinese. So they're probably enjoying sticking it to us. So I guess the question becomes, is somebody could say, well, you know, the reason why this has happened is because so many things are sitting on the containers where a year ago was $2,000, now it's $25,000, $30,000, $40,000 that China's charging. But this is not that. So if it isn't that, this then is what that. is it? Then what is it, though? No, it's panic buying. It's people who are... I got it. It's, it's people who are... I mean, the media is all over this. And actually, you know what? Refreshingly, because I, I, I will say right here now publicly, I am a former Bloomberg columnist as of this week because... Uh, and I, I had been I'd been hired by Bloomberg to be uh, to be a contrarian. And after Biden was elected, if I wrote anything about the economy that was even perceived as being remotely negative, even though I'm not writing negative, positive or in between, I'm just reporting what's going on. Um, it was rejected by 
editorial. Get out of here. So for a long time, it, it was, you know, for a long time we've seen a lot of, of, of individuals in the media try and kind of cover up what's going wrong with this economy. Right. All you have to do is look at Biden's approval rating to, to see what, if, if you put Biden's approval rating against the rate of inflation, it's pretty damn apparent what's going on. So even Bloomberg is now letting stories against Biden go wow. up. They weren't against Biden. They could be, they could be, I, I, I submitted a story that said that because, you know, the state of Texas froze solid, that we were going to see plastic prices increase more. And that was going to put more pressure on producers mm -hmm. because they had to shut down so much capacity. Yeah. And it took them so long to bring it back online after the ice Mageddon. And they're like, well, that's a little iffy. And I'm like, I'm just saying that there's going to be price so what's increases. So what's actually happening? Give us, you know, well, she's well, saying behind panic the lines. She's I'm, saying panic buying. But no, I'm, but with I'm, I'm saying what, what shifted is but between now and then is there is mm -hmm. an undeniability. You cannot deny bacon going from 583 last year to 999. The media can no longer ignore this story. Right. That's probably why MSNBC is ranked at the very bottom of the barrel because they're doing everything that they can to not report the real news. Okay. You know, there's something big that's here. I mean, right now this is Thanksgiving and America does a good job of being charitable. I mean, if you look around America, we do a pretty good job when your local food bank says, we need some help, we need yep, some support. Americans will fill that. And the BizDoc Babe, my wife, this is the time of year where we'll buy, like we'll do a carload uh, at Costco and we'll go to the food bank and we drop it off at the food bank, the kind of things that they need that are long uh, shelf life things. And she was at Costco and she said, you know, she says, I'm not buying the 6.2%, Tom. I said, why? She said, I know what I buy. And I buy large, you know, shrink packs and everything of the foodstuffs. And I just paid $440 for this food bank run. And it was normally, you know, 360, 365. Yeah. She said, that's not six and a half percent. And says, and I'm buying this, and I'm buying the staples that are necessary, not just a bunch of and high sodium canned who's, green who's beans. Who's saying this, by the, the way? Exactly the BizDoc babe, my okay. wife, because yeah. so, at Thanksgiving The lady who time, shall right. remain nameless. So, no, this she is, has no name. All right, so this is Thanksgiving, trying to do, do nice things, buy a carload of groceries and take it to the food well, bank. Well, that's very and then, sweet of her. And so, noticing that it's not 6.2%. It's like you're talking bacon which, from 5 which, to 9 dollars what, what you just said is the person that's feeling the most is the person that's going and buying the market regularly. And, and when you get in a routine of what you buy, you know what you're buying. It's yeah. not like your buying routine changes dramatically Bingo. week to week to week, year to year to year, unless if you're having a new baby or newborn, which you guys haven't had that. So it's been a very steady same lifestyle. That's interesting from 360 to 440. So Bank of America came out this morning with fresh data that shows that if you adjust for inflation, yeah. that grocery shopping in America over the past year has gone, has turned negative. The amount of groceries that Americans are buying. Consumption, I mean. Consumption itself, wow. when you adjust it for inflation, has turned negative year over year. What does that mean exactly? That means that... that they're buying less. They're buying less. That's simple. Just people buying but, less. But here's the thing. You know, the whole uh, thought about... The, the other day I sent something on Twitter... Uh, about the fact that gas prices are going higher, inflation is this, inflation is that. I retweeted that. Yeah, I know you did, but the can somebody from Canada commented and said, well, that's because you guys consume too much. You need to consume less. Here in Canada, we're not as, uh, we don't consume as much as you guys consume. You guys need to be more minimalist, right? So that's what he's saying. But you hear a lot of politicians today also going right. behind that message, that rhetoric saying that Americans need to consume less. It's not uh, healthy to do this. It's not healthy to do that. So my question would be, how much of this is planned? How much of this is a side effect of something they did? And how much of it is accidental? A lot of it is too much stimulus. 
Look, I was at Highland Park Village. So, so would you say intentional or would you say just the oh. side effect of something we did not know that's going to end up being It was the side here. effect of okay. fiscal spending on steroids. So it wasn't intentional. And we did not know we'd be Fed here. And Fed policy that, that's, that, that's gone straight to the 1%. So I was I was at Highland Park Village last week, the, yep. the hoity-toityest little place to mm -hmm. shop. I was going there because I was going to get one thing on sale at my little store that still actually remains there, even though it's not Chanel. Sprinkles cupcakes. Uh, I, I think Sprinkles is gone. Oh, sorry. Uh, a lot, a lot, of, a lot of the lowest end stores have gone because the rich have gotten so much richer. There were lines around Fendi. There were lines around Dior. There were lines around Chanel. There were lines around Hermes. The Rolex store opened the day before, sold out uh, in one day. Yeah. Lines around the, the Rolex store, even though they had no merchandise, they were just going in there to try and order a Rolex. So, I mean, if you think about, there's a chart that we've got that, that, that talks about wealth disparity. Can you pull mm -hmm. up that chart, please? And what the top 1% has. And they're conspicuously consuming. And then you've got some Canadians saying that we should drive less, when if you're the average working Joe, you have to live out in the exurbs and commute way in if you're going to be no a busboy in the middle of the city. No question. You can't afford rent unless you're way the hell out there. So you have to consume more gas just to get to work. And used car prices are, are up, by the way, 30%. More than that year over year. Because you have working before, before we move on the from Thanksgiving, because uh, yeah, I think that's... The, the most essential topic. I'm sure we'll talk on this question roundtable. Then I have a point here. I know that's uh, ironic. What are you doing for Thanksgiving? We're here. Christmas, we're out of You're town. Here. Okay. We're Christmas, we're out what of town. What are you guys doing for Thanksgiving? We're here. We're, we're, we're staying in the home. You're spending it with your family, with your, with your kids. All four kids have the okay. whole week off. We're just BizDoc, the BizDoc babe, the BizDoc kids. Well, BizDoc mom is still around 83, so we got the Babs? whole... Yep, Babs. Yeah, my like um, my sister's coming to Dallas. We're getting everybody together around Babs. For okay, so there's a common theme here. You're going to spend it with your family. Yeah. Correct. And, well, we're having we're no, having, yeah, my, no, my, no, no, no quick ski, John. Okay. Nothing. My All best right. friend and her mother. Are last coming, so year, we're be a party of eleven. Last year, many of us weren't able to spend Thanksgiving with our families. Yeah, true. Many of us. Here's my opinion. Here, this might be controversial. Thanksgiving food, the dried cranberry, the salty ass turkey, and the gravy. Overrated. The most overrated food on the market. So if food's a little more expensive and you need to shift your philosophy on what you're eating, I'm sorry. Like the okay. fried turkey, the what's it called? The uh, When you fry the turkey, what's it called? It's Tell called them? a fried turkey. Okay, but there's something like a, a chicken, goose, hen, whatever. That's different. You're, whatever you're, that's you're, called. You're mixing the fried Here's turkey. Here's my point. Okay, turkey. Wait point wait number minute, one. Wait a minute, wait a minute, point number one. Thanksgiving food overrated. Number two, what's not overrated is the fact that we're going to be spending time with our families. That, that's that's very, it. That, that's the that's, most important. That's very it didn't sweet. happen. Oh. It didn't wow. happen. So if I don't I don't care if we have steak on Thanksgiving. I don't care if we have chicken on Thanksgiving. Adam, do you need a hug? Bacon's, that, yeah. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I feel good. So I you want the families, families to get together, but you want to determine what we eat. I eat whatever you want. I don't give a shit if you have turkey How or not. I don't care. Okay, I don't care. But, okay. but I want you to spend it with your family. All right. So I'm just saying all these prices are overrated. Cranberries too much. I don't know. Cry me a river. I don't have cranberry this year. What the hell are you I'm talking just saying. about? Adam, everybody at this table can yeah. afford probably the company to buy a case I, of cranberry for exactly. a Exactly. That's why I don't no, feel no, bad no, for anybody. No, 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 this no, isn't right. about you, buddy. I'm not saying this, it's about me. This I'm saying it's about America. This is about the husband and wife making their certain things called rituals one of the things i appreciate about your mm -hmm. uh, uh, religion Ju yes. judaism jewish you guys have a lot of rituals That's very right? symbolic america also has a lot of rituals okay thanksgiving is a ritualistic type of a holiday where we get together and do certain things those things include 
turkey. Those things include gravy. Those things include great mm-hmm. conversations. Those things include football games. Those things include cool. people coming together. She loves turkey. Yeah. Turkey I mean, rocks. Turducken is what I'm talking about. I know turkey, you're talking about a turducken. Duck and but, chicken. That's what I was thinking ro- of. I mean, there's nothing better than eating too much turkey and then going on the couch and watching the Cowboys game. Yeah, but you see what you just like said? And like going into a food it, coma. It's, but, it's listen, part of the tradition. Before the Cowboys lose, if the tri- eating too much now, turkey full, might not be a good thing. Full-on disclaimer for everybody listening. If Adam invites you to a Thanksgiving party, uh-huh. do not do go. Not There's go. not going to be food. Uh-huh. No. There won't be too. There'll be, he'll have like yeah. turkey. You know, There'll be stuff. sushi. He'll be like, we're going to have hamburgers, hot dogs. All good. <laughs> America. I'll have hot dogs. Dog. I don't care. Oh. Because no, no, no. turkey You're gonna go rocks. Out. I'm going I'm, 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 I'm to have to tweet this Family out after. over Hashtag stuffing. turkey rocks. Oh, my gosh. Okay, Family so over stuffing. Are you, no, no, are you no, done with your... your? just saying. Someone needed to say that Thanksgiving food is overrated. I'm sorry. Or the only person needed to say it because nobody agrees with you. But continue. Do a is Thanksgiving I can't pull because this like is on, gone. I'm looking at what this do you mean? Like. The dislike button is officially I see it gone. right here. I don't. No, no, no. How many dislikes? Boom! One dislike. No, I, I got no, you. You see it. I don't see it on my end. Why? Dislike is fully gone. Look at this. Okay, okay. Can I we, don't have dislike anymore. Okay, can you show us the? Hey, Pat, uh, can so we get weird. into DeLorean and like go back to the future five minutes to the? Yeah, charts? go ahead. Because I think we had charts and analysis, and it upset Adam, and so he went on that rant. No, Adam is. I think. Listen. Listen, He's confused. I'm going to say the things that people don't want to hear. Okay, this, I'm sorry. No, no, this no. This is Thanks. confusing. He can't Thanks. think it because there's no. too much. I see a cat lady over here. Stop, stop, stop. I'm getting Danielle, like, hashtag cancel turkey. That's Adam's uh, hashtag no, no. today. Danielle, you show us what people really don't want to hear. Right. So this yeah. is Federal Reserve data. Those cute little green bars show who owns stocks in America. So the top one percent owns the majority, more than fifteen percent of the stock market. Dun 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 dun. Yep. And the bottom 50%, you can barely see the green bar. So What does that tell you? When you I have my own thoughts. And by the what way, the bottom green you? bar is the 401k they're supposed to sell. Bottom 50%, they different. have. They're living paycheck to paycheck and, and on the credit. The only thing they're relying on is their house as the, their... The, okay, the 50 to 90%, there's yeah. your middle income. That, that, that's middle income America right okay. there. They only have 10% of their holdings in stocks. But the vast majority right. of their wealth is in their home that blue bar, and you've had the Federal Reserve jacking up speculation. I, I just, this morning I was talking to a gal whose who's homeowner's insurance is going up 40% this year here in, 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 in Florida. I'm like, what did you say? Yeah. What did you say? How much is your insurance going to go up? Yeah. So what is the average uh, retired couple living on a fixed income supposed to do? Even if they did the 30-year mortgage and paid it off before they retired, which that's kind of retirement 101 what are they going to do if on their fixed income their property tax goes excuse me their insurance goes up 40 percent i mean people are going to lose their homes this is insanity so so but, but daniel when we look at this so nine the top one percent today makes what is it 465 is that the number today is it, it can you pull up the yes, top one percent income i think it's like, like 465 to five hundred thousand dollars. but they uh, own the majority of stocks mm-hmm. they do just yeah go to top one percent earners top but one percent earners. Danielle, there there's one thing that see what top one percent this, this chart is not telling us. What percentage of Americans what? do you think actually own stocks? No, that's not right. That's not right. That the top one percent. I thought that you're, you're that that's too low. You're thinking no, no. the top top ten percent. No, no, no. I'm thinking so. The one percent. The number I remember was four sixty five. So the top one percent represents about one point three million households who roughly make more than five hundred k a year. That's about right. Okay, five hundred k a year. Mm-hmm. What does the top 10% make today? Put top 10%, just add a zero. I want to say it's quarter million because top 20 is making six I'm going to say less than that. 
So top 10% Only makes 15% of America makes over 100 grand. Okay, 15%. so 15%. Top 10% makes top 10% makes this is 2018. So 158 and 20% makes six figures. Now when you roll so, the top 10% in which was not on that chart, when when you're talking about the top 10% of Americans, they own 89% of the stock market. The top ten percent mm-hmm. owns eighty nine percent. Go back to that. I chart. believe that. No, it's not in the chart. That 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 particular. I just I, don't want to see the chart. I believe that. I believe the fact that the top ten percent owns. Page go three. back one more. Uh, there you yep. go. No, okay. Yeah. So the top ten percent. Okay. So this whole concept. This whole concept. Let me ask the question and see mm-hmm. what you're going to say about this. So this whole concept where they say the rich is getting richer and the poor is getting poor. Okay. The rich keeps getting richer. The poor keeps getting poor. The Rolex store sold out. The first day it was opened. Fully wow. get it. Fully get it. But what I'm asking you is it, how much of that has to do because the rich r- r- invest into the market, the rich gets high returns on their money, and the poor spends habitually, meaning there are more spenders they, on the bottom than their investors they, at the they top. They have to spend. I mean, if you look at l- – l- okay, look, look at the flip side of it. The top 1%, their net worth is – 10% in real estate. Okay. They don't care what's happening with real estate prices. They don't care what the, what the price of, of a course they gallon, gallon of yeah. gas is. All of this is irrelevant to their budgets. Completely irrelevant your to their budgets. Your wealth shouldn't be tied to the house you live in. It, it sh- you're correct. Yeah. You're correct. But the bottom people, all they're doing is paying the rent and getting by. That's it. They're living paycheck to paycheck. And we're watching credit card spending I, I, go I up. I don't know if I buy that. So let me. yesterday, yesterday Robert Kiyosaki was interviewing me, and I said, so... He was, uh, he's doing a, a, a show, there was like 30,000 people that are going to be wait, on there. Wait, Patrick, stop. The, the, the lowest income earners in America are going to spend 22% less this holiday season. Here's my point to you. Here's my point to you. So he goes and he says, he goes and he says, when he was a kid, he was working for the rich dad, who the rich dad would say, I want you to go and collect rent from all my renters, from all these properties that I own. So Robert's job was to go knock on the doors and collect checks. So he'd go in. Hey, you know, I'm collecting rent. Oh, we don't have the money. You got to give us another 15 days. He says, but you got a big screen TV. But you got everything over here. So it goes to the next place and the next place and the next place and the next place and the next place. This is the part where I'm in the Army. I'm 18 years old. This guy named Jeff, who's a good friend of mine. Jeff says to me, Pat, save 10% of your money. I don't save 10% of my money. I buy Jose Coibo, Jack Daniels, and I go straight to a club called Connections, and I spent every dime. I, I was broke every two weeks. I was fully broke. Two and a half years later, when we ETS, the guy's had the guy's got twenty thousand dollars in the bank. He's the same rank as me. We live in the same place. He's got a nicer car. Everything was nicer. The guy had twenty twenty five thousand dollars in the bank. This is how much I came out of the army with with a Mitsubishi Eclipse, twin turbo, nice car, but broke like you wouldn't believe. So for me, I think if we constantly just say. You know, the, the poor and middle income, they, they have to spend their money. They have to spend their money. They have to spend their money. I don't know if I agree with that. I you're, think what you're describing is the middle. What you're describing are millennials. What you're describing is why one in four millennials still lives with their parents because they're spending every single I'm dime that. on experientials. You're not describing the lowest income earners. The I, lowest income earners part of the lowest. are being eaten alive by rental inflation. Oh, I don't. I don't disagree with that. But when you say but lowest it, but, income, yeah. you're talking what? Less than twenty-five thousand a year? What are you saying? No, it, it's it's closer. Less than fifty thousand a year. Fifty. But this particular cohort spends yeah. forty to fifty percent of their after-tax income on housing. And the and the max number you should spend is thirty percent of their after-tax income on renting That's an apartment. That's insane. That should be twenty-five yeah. to thirty percent. Thirty percent. But again, the yeah. Fed's been out there jacking up home prices with all this speculation. I'm not speculation. disagreeing with you there. I'm not disagreeing with you there. But here's look: if if we constantly okay, there's two sides to the coin here, right? One side of it is what? One side of it is 
You're right. We keep printing money. Shit keeps going up. We're not affected by by this table, but maybe Kim is when she goes shopping. Instead of spending $360, she's spending $440. $80 on $360 is what, around 22%? She's feeling the hike. It's not 6.2%. And this is it's a more like 22%. So, but, we're, but we keep making the but, donation. But, but this is the part. Expensive. This is the part. This is the part. This is the part I got for you. So for me, okay, so when is the last time anybody got up and talked about the fact that, hey, let's start saving a little bit better money? Let's let's change some of our habits. I, I, let's actually start thinking long term. Let's actually start thinking about financial education. Wait, there's a story in here about how little people have saved. Do you need the Cuervo at twenty-seven dollars for, for a big leader? Yeah, I I don't know. Like I I don't know. I'm kind of with you because listen, I think there's a little bit of consumption yeah. in there that you don't need twenty-seven dollars for a big thing. Of I was at In and Out Burger just, with my friend. I'm at In and Out Burger with my friend, and we typically would order lemonade, and lemonade was two twenty-nine medium, right? And we sat there. We said, listen, we sat down with this one guy. He says, why are you guys even ordering lemonade? First of all, when you put that ice in it, the whole thing is ice. The lemonade is really 40% of it. You, you're going to pay $2.29 okay. for it. That's a waste of money. How many times you order this every day you go to lunch? We're like every day. So twice a day. That's five bucks a day. You're yeah, wasting oh. your damn money. So yeah. here's what we started doing. He said, this is the trick of what you do. He said, and you can save 200 bucks a month. This is when I'm making 36 grand a year. I'm broke. He says, go in. Take a cup, ask for a cup, the plastic cup. It's typically the see-through because it's oh, differentiation yeah. because they're taking inventory of the real cups. He says, take the cup, go get water. water. It's free. Put ice. Take sweetener. Take uh, lemon. Squeeze a lemon in there. That's free lemonade. You just saved yourself two twenty nine <laughs> times. Hell yeah. You know save what we did? Money. You want your lemonade? Lemonade? We did that for two years. So we agree. Yeah. We, we, yeah. We, we're on the same page when it comes to the, the, the financial illiteracy that often hurts the lowest income earners. But right now, if you add up what rent and and gas and essentials yeah. cost, mm -hmm. they're, they're negative. They're net negative because of what's happened to inflation. But you're also, like I said, you're also describing millennials who are still living at home with their parents because they still get up every day and go buy a $7 latte and think that that's a normal way to budget. And it's asinine. And they wonder why they're in their parents' basement still. Well, yeah. to, to Pat's credit, what you, the story you said that, uh, that you, had, you were broke, you were spending it on Cuervo, but your buddy saved up 20 grand. You guys were making the exact same amount of money. Yes? Exact same money. This is what I say he all the time. He had a nicer time. car. Okay. He had a nicer car that he took your F-150. He had a nice thing going on for himself. And Two how much money were you making at this time? It's all for inflation. 1200 bucks, not 1100 bucks. Okay, so you're making per month, working 80 okay. hours a week. So I'm in the Army. I'm broke. Okay, got yeah. you. But you're making 20 grand a year in the Army, whatever. You don't have to pay for Give housing. Or take. Yes. So listen, some people that, that don't understand is there's actually formulas to this. There's a reason that your buddy who's making the exact same amount of you uh, was you know, had money and you were broke is because there's something called a budget or a game plan right. for your money. I mean, we, there's something called the 50-30-20 rule. American so workforce, blah, blah, blah. There you go. not have enough in savings. So the 50-30-20 rule is 50% of your income should go to your needs. 30% should go to your wants. 20% should go to your financials. Savings or paying off debt. The problem is even if rent is a little more expensive, sure. A little? What it's up 15%. Okay, but even if it is more expensive, the wants... Start taking the place of your savings or paying off debt. Because if you don't have a lot of money coming in or money, a lot of money left over, you yeah. sure as hell so, want to get some again, new clothes or you want to look good look, or you want to drive look, a nice car. Deloitte and Touche did a survey just a few weeks ago. They surveyed all Americans and said, what are you going to spend this holiday season? The highest income earner said, you know, we're going to take some really nice vacations. We're going to head out of town. We're going to The average higher income earner is going to spend 15, one five, 15 percent more this holiday season. The lowest income earners in America are going to spend 22% less this holiday season. 
because their essentials cost so much they can't I, buy what they want. Okay, so if inflation is here, that's like, a byproduct of bad policies. It's a that's byproduct a, of really bad policies I, I, that the Biden administration we're is one million is percent together. Delusional about. We're, we're one million percent together. But let me let me ask you a question. Let's go fast for the next 10, 20 years. Sure. Okay. How many more uh, presidents or Congress or Senate or governor or whatever we're going to have that's going to come up with bad policies? What is the likelihood of more shitty policies over the next two decades? 105 percent. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, well, both both parties, likely. when they're in power, spend like drunken sailors. Uh, so, so this is not a Republican Democratic no. thing. There, there is bad policies coming near future even more. And yes that's no? why that's why you're seeing the rise of the middle. And the more AOC gets power, the more likelihood is in the next twenty years a socialist is going to become a president. I I, I think yep. that the middle is going to rise. I think that Virginia taught the country something about the silent majority uh, that lives in the middle of this country. No problem. But but walking on eggshells and being afraid to voice your opinion about what you feel and you know being concern about defending some of Trump's policies, not necessarily Trump saying that Trump policy was actually a good policy. You're so nervous that around around your friends and peers, you end up, uh, you know, giving them more of a, 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 a uh, argument. But this is the point I'm trying Patrick, to make. I think you. the midterms are going to be a biblical Shellacking. bloodbath. I think uh, mm. Obama's record is going to be broken. I, I 63 think, seats, whatever. I think, it's going to be. Think, I think Americans are up to here with AOC and progressives. Here's my point to you. Here's my point to you. This is where I'm going with this. I come from a place of I think bad policies are coming. It, it's a bipolar relationship, meaning one side of it is winter is coming. The other side of it is future looks bright. This is what's in my brain, okay? Yeah. Winter is coming, future is bright. But here's the point I'm trying to make to you. So what is that one saying that says, you know, uh, save for a rainy day? No, it's not. You got, you got to prepare for a rainy day. Okay, is this a rainy day today? It's a rainy day today. It's right. been a rainy season, right? It's been a pretty rainy season for the uh, for the low and middle income, not the rich, for the low and middle income. It's a rainy season. Mm -hmm. Okay, what did you do the last five, 10 years? What, what did you do the last five, 10 years, 15 years? So, so how about Buffett yep. right now that's sitting on $140 billion of cash and everybody's calling him an idiot and he's sitting there for 140? Why do you think he's sitting on cash? What do you think he's expecting to happen? You think he's a dummy? Like you no. think he's lost it? So the point I'm trying to make is, Fully agree this whole printing stuff they keep doing. I keep making more money than you know, I'm the richest I've ever been in my life. The more money they print, the more money I make. But the, the principles, values and principles are evergreen I, principles. I we can't get away from that. Look, coming into the pandemic, mm -hmm. coming into the pandemic, the vast majority of Americans who made $75,000 or more had no savings. No, what, no what does that tell you? What does that no tell cushion, you? No rainy day. That mm -hmm. they're living like you were living when you were making $36,000. That's, that's scary to me, though. It is scary. So, so, so guess what? $75,000 of income, and you can't find 20% of it to let, set aside let, for yeah. debt let and me, savings. Let me ask you a question, Daniel. If you were in charge of banking, okay? If you were in charge of banking, if you're in charge of banking, let's, let's talk, talk about this. I'm actually curious to know what you say. What would you not do? Meaning, I want to buy a house. I make $75,000. I make $100,000. I make one fifty. I make two hundred. Pick the number. I'm not a millionaire, but I'm making anywhere between eighty to two fifty a year. You qualify okay? to buy a house. I qualify to buy a house. No matter how much income I make, what if you were in charge of banking, what would you expect my minimum down payment to be on a house? 20%. 20%. What do you think? Well, you can qualify for 3% these days. So three, three and, you, and a half you, is you, FHA. Adam, yeah. for once, listen to my question. Okay. How much should if you are in charge, not you could qualify for 3%. Yeah. If you ran banking, what would you want the minimum to be across the board? 
for whatever reason, 20% is the de facto answer. Well, is because that the exact 20, 20% that typically exemplifies yeah. a loan that's not going to go bad. Okay. Okay. And if you and and, and it's loan to What's value. What's the bank that, doing today? What's the bank doing today? What are they financing a seven hundred twenty thousand dollar loan for today? Is it twenty percent down payment? Or is it ten percent? Is it five percent? You are actually. You have a saying, lot of options. These no, you, 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 right now in America, we have record levels of home equity that's been built up. Which means what? Which means what is a down payment? If I want to buy a house today. What is You're, the expected down payment it, from me today? It's expected to be twenty percent, and I that think is, that's low. And that you is, think that's low? I think that's low. Yes, I think that's low. Let me explain why that's low. Let me explain why that's low. Listen, when when I bought my first house, I did a story on Denver Post, and they, this was like a cover story type. I remember of deal. that story. Why, yeah, you, and why you rent? I, I'm like, here's how much money I make. Here's how much money I got. Here's what, and, and I'm renting, and here's why. Okay. What are you talking about, real estate people, my friends who were realtors? What kind of an article is that? You're hurting our business. So that's what I believe in. I don't think you should buy a house if you can only afford to put 10 or 20% down payment. I think you should buy a house mm -hmm. if okay. you can put 50% down, but you only put 25. I think this whole idea of trying to do financing of 5, 10%. So what does that do to you? Here's what it does. So, mean, here, yeah. so here's what the conversation Cat. happens with your son, with your daughter. You say, son, when you get married and you want to buy a house, down payment is 25%. If you do X, Y, Z, I'll come help you out with 12 and a half. You come up with the other 12 and a half. Fine. So now there is some kind of a what? Mm -hmm. Involvement. Versus. That's I'm gonna, how it worked in the 70s and 80s, by the way. That's how it's supposed to be when I it comes down to I those disciplines. I completely agree. So for me, I think if, 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 if I'm in charge of banking, the whole, this, so if you, if you think about families, I can only imagine being raised in your house with you and your husband. I would expect your sons were probably raised with high standards, right? Where if. You adopted uh, uh, me at 12 years old, and I came into your family, and I'm coming from a divorced family where, you know, my mom couldn't control me anymore because I'm like, you know, can do whatever the hell I want to do. If I came into your house, probably not going to like it. Probably going to be like, I can't stand this lady. Mm -hmm. Who the hell do you guys think you are talking to me like that? What do you mean I need to make my bill? What do you mean I need to do this? Perfect. I think we need to raise the standards in America. I it's agree. That simple. The expectation standards. Mm -hmm. So if we do that, that seventy-two thousand dollar year person won't be broke. He'll have some savings. Agreed. Yeah, but the, the, the housing, point. the housing so the administration and the, and the, and the, does not the want to hear that. Down, who doesn't want to hear that? Do not want to hear I that. I don't care if you don't want to no, hear that. I know. That. I don't care if you. But don't, they I'm, want someone who can pay the minimum entry no. fee, three percent. Get them in. Yeah. There's and then when things, that mortgage I'm defaults, not, hey, sorry, we tried to help you out. I think Pat's right. There's two things that are going on in America, and I'm going to talk really, really fast to get this out. The first thing, starting in 1990, the United States increasingly became a payment-driven lifestyle culture. In other words, if you could have the payment, you could have the nicer car. Mm -hmm. Car leases showed up and allowed consumers to get even nicer cars at lower How much payments. do you want to pay a month? How much mm -hmm. you want to pay a month? So that this payment thing. culture came up there. Then the you, you had 2008 when the real estate crashed. Isn't it interesting that Texas required 20%? There's three of us that lived in Texas. Remember that? Yes. It, hey, saved, there too, man. it yeah. saved the state of that simple... The fact that Texas did not have home equity that you could pull all this you cash out of your house. Bingo. It you made, could not it, do it in Texas. Uh -uh. No, and guess okay. what happened? 2008, I love that. That so then was what, what this it was. It forces responsibility. That's right. It was not the nanny state saying what you could and couldn't do. It's a simple regulation that Check says we will not allow houses to be over leveraged. So 20% equity always has to be there. In other words, if you put 30% down on your house and you want to put 10%, 
that you want to get a home equity loan to put the pool in, the bank says, oh, that's okay. You'll still have 20% yeah. equity. Mm. There you go. There's your pool. But California, they let you jack all the way up to 5% so, so equity. So guess what happened, Tom? So taking which, out HELOCs and all this fun stuff? When you and I were in California, 2007, 2008, what happened to Riverside County? Riverside County became Poland after World War II. But do, do you know what happened? Do you, no, are you, tell us. It was horrifying. Yeah, 60% of the homes right. yeah. were done. Because they were all over leveraged? They I'm all talking about the, what happened? Dude, every six, think, property value dropped 60% think about in Phoenix. Riverside tell County. About the deserted, oh, tell, even Phoenix. Those two were Las very Vegas? close. Pat, tell them about the brand new neighborhoods that were deserted. The lawns were dead because people had been evicted. These are $200,000, $250,000 houses. Yep. They were sold to people that should have been renting. At a more sensible thing. And these are all repossessed. So now the bank owns this neighborhood that looks like Poland after World War II. Complete desolation. No grass. Scary. It, it looked like hey, who's the fault on that? The banks? The people? Standards. The realtors? Standards. No, no, no. no. Standards. Let's talk about it. Everybody was involved. California allowed the financing regulations, Nina and other things, to go on in its state. States like Texas did not. What did California end up with? That and where Nina. were the vast no majority? No income, no assets. That's Nina. Nina that's right. Yeah. Where were the vast majority of subprime lenders based? Countrywide, New Century. Tony, right? California. Anthony, Anthony Mazzello. What was his name? Anthony Mazzello. Anthony Mazzello. And Ditech. He always he was scared me because he was orange. Well-spoken guy. Hey, listen, guy. Uh, people hey, around here love scary orange Patrick, people. Remember yeah. Ditech, the great big uh, billboards Ditech on the 405. You know, zero point zero zero percent. New Century was another one. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So, but 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 here's a point. Mm-hmm. During that time, while he's saying this. And they're talking about Texas, which the point they made. I'm talking to a realtor in Plano. You know what the guy says? He says, oh, during 2007, 2008, Plano, worst area, took a 10% hit, maybe 15% yeah. hit. We didn't feel it. Mm. So, so that's, that's the benefit that's of the that. Cushion. That's the that's cushion. That's the benefit of that. And now, who and implemented those rules? The no income, no assets? No, 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 no. The, why well, Plano didn't the, the state fall to the wayside? Every state, so it's a state can thing. make... Every state can make credit card and credit and lending laws. Okay. Texas said 20% buffer, period. 20% right. buffer. I'm, I'm going to drop a big, big housing bomb Here we right go. now. If Let's Barry go, Habib, Danielle. If, Here we bring go, it on, If girl. Barry Habib was in the room, he would, he oh. would, he would backslap me. Habib. It would hurt. <laughs> Whoa. As of yesterday's data. Or the girl that was here with Barry would backslap there are There are more homes, if you count multi-unit and single-family, under construction since 1974. New homes? Under construction. Under construction right now. Since 1974, we haven't been building this many houses and apartments. Okay? One in four homes today, according to CoreLogic, one in four homes today are are being bought all cash by investors. Good. How is this going to end? Anybody heard of Zillow? How is this going to end? One in four new and that's why home homes price, being built are being purchased cash One only. in four home sales in America today are being purchased by investors. Investors. Who are levered. They're mm-hmm. buying all cash, but the cash is, is levered because they're taking advantage Correct. of the zero interest right. rate policy at the Federal Reserve. You give me free money, I and take it. And they're jacking up home These prices aren't individual like you've never investors. heard about. These so are you, conglomerates, If right? you're Joe Q, who's trying to buy your first home, even if you've saved up the down payment, you're still going to lose because the investors come in with all cash. But they're, they're playing with somebody else's money, and they're levered to the hilt. And they're like, this is not the same thing as the subprime crisis. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. There's more debt involved. Right. Oh, there's, there's no question there's more debt involved. But, but there's also an But it's institutional money. Yeah. Hey, Pat, what yeah. percent? And how, how quickly do you think they're going to hold on to these homes if the peanut butter hits the fan? Well, we know what's going to happen. The there. investors? Hey, real, real question here. 
Instapol, what percent of the total housing in America is owned by the top 10%? What percent of... What percent of the total housing in America is owned by the top 10%? I'm going to have to write this down. The I'm going to learn something. The total housing wealth? No, no, no. What percent of all the homes Correct. of total housing in America is owned by the top 10%? I'm going to say 70%. 45%. Okay. And it's moving like 7% a year. So guess what? If in the last two years? Yes. Oh, okay. yeah. Only so on, on the highest yeah. FICO scores so are getting mortgages. This. Highest FICO scores. If she's right and the bubble mm. pops, these people have got leverage problems. If she's, if the bubble doesn't pop, she's still right. But if the bubble doesn't pop, who's the new landlords? Who's the serfs and lords here? You're going to have 10% of America owning over 50% of the housing in America in 14 months. Is Airbnb is hot. VRBO is I'm hot. Not, I'm, not, I'm not surprised about that. Good number. way to make. And then guess what? Guess what? Income. The top 10% are now because, landlords. Because what was the number on top 10% of stock market? What what was the top 10% of yep. the stock no, market? What 80, is it? 89%. It's not on that, but it's 89%. Okay. I mean, you know, so I'm not I'm not okay. surprised by that. Matter of fact, it's lower than I thought it would be. I thought it'd be around 60, 70%. And this 70%. takes us back mm. to why there will be bad policies in the future. Because if something goes wrong with this, which it will, when you have wealth inequality that is, that you, you haven't seen wealth inequality like this since prior to the fall of the Roman Empire. So, so, when you have wealth inequality like this, even Republicans will vote policies in that you would consider to be socialist. You're saying what, more stimulus? No, no I'm 1978, saying- 1978, Jimmy no, 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 Carter, no, no, no. wage and price controls. No. Price controls. I think I I think Biden is this close to gasoline price controls. I really do. Let me let me you know ask what I'm you. I'm talking about Carter, 1978, controlled everything. Definitely. Let me let me ask you a question about uh, what's going on right now at Tried the ports. To. Okay, Long Beach, L.A. Uh, that gets 40 percent of all imports in America comes through Long Beach, Long Beach and L.A. Okay. Right, and the prices have gone up from 2000 to 25,000, 30,000. One guy was talking about in 60 minutes this Sunday. I don't know if you guys saw the 60 minutes about the whole what's going on with the ports. He says, I, I have a million dollars that I had to spend on the on the containers. He says, I can't take it out, but they're forcing me to pay the rent, even though I have of no course. way of taking it out right now, right? Okay, here's a question for you. What percentage of the tariffs on China are still on? What percent of, of, of tariffs? We have that, not removed any tariffs on China. Uh, all the tariffs are still there, right? Correct. Okay, fantastic. Which sticks it to American so companies. I want to ask you guys a crazy question. And you tell me. I'm actually going to be curious to know what you guys are going to say about this. This port situation is worse than we think it is. Christmas is going to be a weird Christmas while you're buying gifts. You ain't going to get the stuff that you want to get. If you haven't started Christmas shopping, folks, you're probably not going to get the gift you want to get for your friends. You're probably going to be Christmas shopping at CVS and getting some shitty gift for your family and whatever's left over for you because that's what ends up happening. It's going to be a record year for yeah. gift cards. Never mind it's going to be a gift card season. Yeah, hey. Never mind Christmas. We can't get building supplies. But, but we couldn't do it with our building. That's why we just <laughs> bought a different building. So we got two buildings we're buying instead of one because we can't get it's, glass. It's <laughs> all there. It's just on a boat anchored yeah. off of Long Beach. Anyways, this is the point I'm trying to make to you. Here's a question I got for you. I'm so curious to know what you guys are going to say. I am so curious to know what you guys are going to say. So if this massive crisis we have at the ports that's taking place, what has Biden done about it? I'm curious. What's Biden done about it? What phone call has Biden made to China? What phone call has Kamala made to China? Schumer, Pelosi. Oh, she, she's not allowed to make calls. But what, I'm asking a serious question. I'm not she's being sarcastic. I'm not mm-hmm. being condescending. I'm asking a very serious question. No, I'm serious. This she's is a, not a policy. This person. is a catastrophic event that's taking place yep. in America today. This mm-hmm. is not a small issue. They're just not. If this was the other administration, every second would be hearing about what's going on at the port, right? Yep. But it's not every second, right? Yep. If 
Biden could. What could Biden do, to, do right now to make the phone call? He's done nothing. So here's my trick question for you. Let's see what you're going to say. And see if you, you already know where this question is going. If your friend, DJT, was president today, okay? Mm-hmm. If your buddy, you guys are from the same area, Florida, whatever. If your buddy was a president today, do you think he makes a phone call to China? Are you saying that Biden hasn't spoken to Xi? If he has spoken to Xi, has anything changed? No, they actually did finally they just speak had, to they each had a other. Three hour What's call changed? The other day. What's changed? Nothing. I think the call was like last Bro, week. Bro, you and I can talk for three hours and we can shoot the shit and nothing gets done. I don't think Biden Versus, and Xi are shooting the shit. Oh, so what are they doing? So, so you. But here's what I'm asking you here: If Trump was president and you find that this is going on at the ports and they're raising prices from two to twenty-five thousand dollars, from two to twenty-five thousand dollars. Hurting the small business owner where that price of two to twenty-five gets passed down to middle America because the guy said I have to raise my prices. Mm-hmm. If if DJT, the most hated president of the last forty years, most controversial president of the last forty years, like him or hate him, if he was president today, would he make that phone call and what would have happened? The answer is yes or no. Would he have made the phone call? Would he have called China and done something to yeah. expedite the process and cheapen the I'm cost sure to the business owners? I'm sure they would have owners? had some dialogue. Do dialogue you, is good. Do you think more progress would have been made? Where we're I don't know. I don't know. You really saying you don't know? Are you are you telling me to Based say on, you want me to say yes no, no, that Donald no, no, no. would have got it done? No, 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 the guy you like, this isn't mm-hmm. like, say Bush is the president, say Reagan's the president, say JFK's the president, say any of these guys are the president. Do you not think a phone call would be made right now to figure something out? FYI, yes. you can't say the answer, you don't know what Trump would have done. You had four years of track record to say what he would have done. Do you think he would have called China and said, hey, if you raise these container prices one more time, 25% tariff, 35% tariff, you think he would have done that? You think he would have done that? You, you think now that China is the richest country in the world, richer than U.S., you think he would be okay that happening during his administration? Wouldn't be happening. He'd be making a phone call. China's sitting there saying, freaking awesome. Give us more money. These guys are idiots. They're letting us do it. China is, <laughs> they're really taking, yeah. they're taking advantage of the absolute, it doesn't matter what subject you're talking about. The Biden administration is paralyzed. It doesn't, you fill in the blank. They're paralyzed. Paralyzed, paralyzed, paralyzed. They can't get anything done. And this why is, is that? frightening. I mean, you, you had, in, in 2019, you had more than 1,000 trucking companies go out of business. In 2020, you had like 3,200 trucking companies go out of business, mostly small mom and pops. Why haven't regulations been ripped back immediately to make life on truckers easier? Why? This, 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 it, we're talking about executive order stuff here. Just get out your damn pen and sign it. I mean, why haven't we seen more executive orders, period, out of Biden to I do what that, that he was can. the whole complaint with Biden, that he did too many executive orders at the beginning of no, his presidency. When was the last time he got out of – how long did it take him to sign the infrastructure bill so that he could have this huge ceremony on Monday and then go to some bridge that's falling down and try and, quote, unquote, sell the legislation after it had passed? What the hell's up with that? Buddy, I don't need you to go do some ribbon-cutting ceremony. I need you to be president of the country when it's being eaten alive by inflation. Do something. So what do you think he is actually doing? No, no. Nothing. Not, wait, wait. Adam, I don't think what Guys, you said I've about asked the question. Nobody, no one's given my answer. I asked the question. Here's my question to you. If Trump's president today, if DeSantis is president today, if Manchin is president today, pick any of these guys. Mm-hmm. But specifically to Trump because we got four years of track record. That's what I'm specifically asking about. 
if he was president today, how would he handle what's going on with China? I'm curious. What do you think? You're saying, I don't know. Very naive answer. You're a smart I'm guy. I'm not saying that. Uh, what do you y- think y- he would you do? You framed the question. What do you think? What he should have Biden have done? He made a phone call. They spoke to Xi for three hours. What, what, You're framing as if he didn't speak to Xi. Nothing happens. I'm asking you. There's no economic what, what would Trump have done if he was president today in regards to China and the shit show we have at the ports? I'm sure he would do something about it. Like whether what? it was good, or, I'm sure it'd be something there would have bombastic. Been no, I'm sure he would have threatened G. Whatever. Do you, do you think China would be a little bit more careful to bump up prices? Sixty minutes. The guy says, he says the the sixty minutes guys. What's the name? Not Lester Holt. What is the guy's name? Anyway, the sixty minute guy. He speaks very calm. He says. Do you think China is uh, taking advantage of the crisis and raising up prices on containers because they can't? Duh. Here's, here's a guy's answer. He says, it certainly feels like it. Adam, from two to 25000 From two to $25,000. Adam, mm-hmm. who produces 90% of the containers in the world? Who, China? Who, China. China manufactures yeah. 90% so, of the containers know. in the world. Okay, so what should be done? No, it's saying what should be done. I'll answer the question. Let me ask Patrick's question a, a different way. By now, where there have been multiple delegations of of advisors on airplanes to Beijing, sitting down, ripping doors open, multiple meetings, saying we're going to get to the bottom of this because you're not going to rape our country. There would have been multiple delegations, and if there was no response, as there has not been a response, all they do is continue to raise prices. If there was no response, then then there would have been retaliation. And I'm speaking for a Joe Manchin. I'm speaking for a Bill Clinton. You don't watch what's happening to Americans happen to Americans and and have your your press secretary stand up in front of a podium and say, most economists don't see inflation. Denial is not... It's not a strategy. No, it was no economists. No economists that live on my floor say there's. I thought that was attached to the infrastructure bill. That's a separate question. Look, when she said saying saying no economists see inflation attached to the infrastructure or the infrastructure bill. Everyone sees the six percent inflation. That's a different point. I agree with her. The infrastructure bill is not because you know what? Joe Biden got up and said this infrastructure spending bill is going to create tons of union jobs. It's like saying we're officially formally announcing to you that we're going to piss away taxpayer money by by having unionized positions. That's what the the entire Obamacare six hundred billion dollars, whatever the hell it was. It Obama said after he came, got out of office that it accomplished nothing for the economy. Zero zippo. If you're going to do this the way that it's always been done, pork spending. Saki's right. It's not going to create inflation. It's not going to create economic output. It's not going to create shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, 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 I'm going to answer your question directly, please, because this guy is he, not he did not. I don't know what uh, he would have threatened him. He would have done something. Hey, I, I was. Have, I don't hey, have the answer here. What you, Trump you asked maybe would have done, Mr. Sosnick. You I, asked I res- us a question. You said, "What do you guys do for Thanksgiving?" Mm-hmm. We answered. We went through. I the process answered with it you. as well. I know, but you haven't answered it. Your answer is, I. I don't know what he was. Trump would have made some threats to nuke them. I don't know what would he. What would he have done? Come on, I was quiet. Sarcasm, which is fantastic. You know, it's great. So that means you're not answering. You're copping out with Pat, your, Go ahead. I've answered look, it look, look. 17 cool. different ways. Stop, 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 stop. Axel, I was quiet. freaking cool guy. I was quiet <laughs> while you were not answering. So let me, let you be quiet Go ahead, while I'm answering. Doc. Give a case study. So Q4 of last year, we started to see an abating of COVID stats. Not as much as we wanted, but they started to move. Q1 of this year, we saw a little bit more abating of COVID stats. And what happened in Q1 of this year, Pat? All the economic yeah. stats started coming out. We started realizing what was going on with employment. USA Today um, map of 
COVID cases rising? And I believe in Q1 of this year, DJT would have called China and said, hey, you know, COVID's turning the corner. We're, we're getting good visibility and line of sight on a lot of these economic stats. WTF. And he would have had an economic summit in Q1 of this year when we had the stats and we looked like we were moving on COVID. And at that point, we also had unemployment. We had labor stats. We had a lot of other yep. things going on. And at that point, he would have said, holy crap, we're being gamed. And he would have made the phone call and had an economic summit. That's in what I'm Q1 saying. There would have been year. multiple delegations flying over there. There's my direct. Yes, yes. Multiple he would have had delegations. a trade delegation. Import Export Balancing Act, threatening of the tariffs, coming back with Think specifics. Think about how many times Mnuchin was on an airplane. Think about how many times. I believe it would happen. Janet Q1 Yellen has not. Janet Yellen hadn't gotten. She couldn't find an airplane. It, it, this is ridiculous. And by the way, winter's coming. Winter's coming. Tell so us what this chart to, is. To uh, Tom's Danielle. point, there was a, there was a window of opportunity. To Tom's point, a month ago, four right. of those states. A month ago, four of the states had rising COVID cases. Yeah, I'm not rewriting four. history. I'm just going back. This is where were no, we? Q4, Q1, and what sort of stats were you an, talking there, about? There was an opportunity then. The opportunity window is closing. Because now you have the vast majority of U.S. states with rising COVID cases. The vast majority. Yeah, we're back looking internal. And yeah, get this all the cold solved. states where you have to be is indoors. Is Texas cold? Is Oklahoma no, cold? Texas is, is Arizona Texas cold? Is, is New Mexico cold? Read the map, Danielle. Those, those parts it's are started, steady. It started. The reds are growing. All the cold states. And Texas. All the northeast. Texas the is red. Oklahoma is red. No, Arkansas. Texas is not red, Danielle. It's gray. What? Texas is red, buddy. Texas is red. I'm not blind. Texas is red. You okay? Oh, I'm looking oh, at the okay. actual the map box, here. The, the cat's gotcha. really confusing you, isn't it? No, it's okay. So You're what's going right. on there with the gray? What is New cases are steady. What's there is the no gray? steady. There's, there, there, so why the hell does it have a gray box there? Because sometimes cases hold steady. So where's the gray? Why show it? Adam, you okay? okay? Because there is no gray. It's either growing or shrinking. There is so no gray. So what right the now. f is the point of showing a gray box so there? Right call then. the editors at oh, USA Today serious. and tell okay, them to take it's a off stupid the gray. Map, then. Well, then we'll we'll I'll, I'll send a memo. I'll <laughs> I'll tweet out to I'm USA looking, Today if it makes I'm you happy. I'm looking at Texas. That's gray. And if I don't, like, I'm gonna tweet it out right now. You're showing me Texas is not gray when it's fucking gray. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna tweet Unbelievable. out. Editors yes. at if USA I, Today. The state of Texas is gray. You're like, no, it's not gray. It's red. Okay. I love this. It's red. So I don't. I see the way they have it. The Holy design shit, it's the to be honest with, design. Absolutely, I agree. Okay. The design is horrible. So please uh, remove. Nancy, can you please Gray. help these guys Seriously. out? Help them create oh, a better design than these Gray guys have. Box. So if you don't, but why not just have the okay. states? Uh, so so the dumbest design. So, so let me let me let me read that though, because what she is talking about is uh, what's going on right now with COVID cases. What page is that, by the way? What page is that? We we had it as something we wanted to talk about. Because Daniel, the, okay, uh, there's a page number seven. Let me go to page number seven. So, uh, U.S. U.S. COVID cases start to rise again as a holiday uh, uh, approaches. This is an NPR story. It's a worrying sign for the U.S. ahead of the holiday season. Coronavirus infection are rising in more than half of the states. Experts warn this could be a start of an extended winter surge. The rise is a turnaround after cases had steadily declined from mid-September to late October. The country is now averaging around 83,000 cases a day, about 14% increase. Compared to a week ago, that's a pretty solid increase in a week, by the way, and 12% more than two weeks ago. Growth in cases isn't expect, isn't unexpected given the patchwork of COVID-19 immunity across the U.S., where the, about 60% of the population is fully vaccinated. As we head into the holidays, COVID risk increases with more people traveling and socializing indoors. But we also have some things that are helping, like more vaccines and kids getting vaccinated, says Dr. Ashish Jha, Dean of Brown University School of Public Health. Um, you know, the other day I saw a video 
of uh, 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 health uh, uh, health and services going to houses, knocking on doors on apartments saying, do you need COVID shots? Do you need COVID vaccine shots? Do you need vaccine shots? This is in Houston. This ain't in mm-hmm. California. This is in Houston. And then Disney just announced that they're doing their cruises. Did you hear about Disney's cruise? No. So they just announced they're doing cruise, Disney cruises back. Vaccine but, only. But kids five years and above have to be vaccinated to go, get on these cruise ships. Here's what's crazy about it. 90% of Disney cruises leave Florida. <laughs> what are you going to do with Florida? These kids aren't. You're leaving a state like this. Mm-hmm. You should be doing it more from California than from here. So Or Seattle. Wait, what, yeah. what, what, what's your Twitter handle again? Do you need to Google that? Saz Talks Money. So, so is, is this something that concerns you with COVID cases going up? Honestly, I had one sign this week that we are officially moving past COVID. There was one sign. The, the country uh, concert you went to? or the I was at that country concert. We could talk about that, too. Uber is now back to doing no Uber masks. Pool. Did you hear what I said? Uber Pool is back. Uber Pool okay, I, is uh, back. Um, I let USA Thank Today know, and I, I copied you, you on it. And, and they also just launched uh, I said, Uber please One. I said, so they're what's bothering my point? Adam. What's my point? That's a dumb design. What is your what's point What's my point? <laughs> Uber has eliminated Uber Pool. Lyft, at, Lyft used to have Lyft share all throughout COVID. You could not do Uber Pool. You're not going to do none of that. Hey, it is officially and now when option I landed again. in Fort Lauderdale, so they're what, like, you don't have to wear a mask anymore in Uber. Well, welcome to Florida. So, no, 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 no. This is nationwide. Okay. So that told me Uber, big tech, Silicon Valley, California, they said, all right, we're back to business as usual. That's a big deal. To put two random people in a car together, in a ride share, the fact that that is now a thing, that, that's a telltale sign that we're moving past this pandemic. Got it. So Uber pool tells you we're moving past pandemic well, it doesn't tell it's an you, indicator is that uber pool only for florida or across the country i don't know i haven't it's I've only probably taken only florida yeah. okay maybe and, and, which, and florida and, if you look at it is what yeah. color it's apparently gray slash blue yeah okay so florida are, are we are we all right here do we need to get an optometrist immediately i just think it's a dumb map yeah, can somebody call I mean, 911 just make the map you put the boxes on yeah, top like i'm looking adam, at florida adam, 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 usa today will, they, they will get back to me shortly i promise let's you. do that so okay. so i'm a fan so, of usa so today, the benefit actually. the benefit is you live in florida and you have no idea what it's like in california because i told you i was in california this week uh, last week for wedding, and at the wedding, I went to cross stations. I told the story last week. What happened? So California tried to use the bathroom. Yeah, he's like everything is a mask. You can't eat inside. You can only eat outside. As of November fourth, the only people that can eat inside are the ones that are fully vaccinated. Yeah, they, you know they have their passport, and I don't carry my vaccination passport card. I don't like to do that. Because right, I know because it's concerned it's, it's about very heavy. It. I don't like to carry my yeah, passport very heavy. Or when you, I'm traveling you know, domestic. You, I don't like just, to carry it. You just have to take a photograph of so, it on yeah. your phone. After at least you get into a restaurant in New York, peeing on the side of the building. What do they say to you? Nothing. They said thank you for not using in the bathroom inside oh. so like anytime you know california anytime. standards have changed but <laughs> no they let me use the bathroom but the the challenge was you know it is still mass county did you it's, actually have to use the bathroom or you're thinking all right let's see what they say about this actually jennifer had to use the bathroom and i was asking on her behalf but i also wanted to have some fun with my i way. figured so that i know i know you because my bladders are that. once a day twice a day type yeah. of deal but uh, it is that what was it is. way too much Brian information had, yeah had, well the people that know me they know what 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 that means and it had nothing to do with four arnold palmers yeah, no, nothing to do with foreign Minimum. Okay, so were you going to say something about these COVID cases? Like you're saying this was their opportunity. They had their opportunity to dot, dot, dot. Like how how bad can this look be if this thing goes? Oh, uh, look, right, right. The, the, okay, there are, two, there are two sets of individuals in America who are upset by inflation the most. I mean, a lot of people are. 
like the $9.99 Oscar Mayer bacon, I'm still upset because we eat like a pound a week in the house. And I'm like, no bacon for you. So I didn't buy it. I'm like, sorry, excuse me. No, no. Whoa, I, I no bacon. I didn't buy the bacon. Okay. No, that's, no I'm sorry. That's you didn't ridiculous. buy the bacon just I out of principle? You can the afford bacon the bacon. Out of principle, no. The kids are not you know happy what? right now. You know what? On Wednesday, they put a coupon in my little Tom Thumb flyer, and you can get two, for, uh, limit two with my electronic coupon the for three ninety nine each. Danielle DiMartino Booth is using coupons to go grocery shopping. I always use coupons, don't wow, you? Wow, completely. No, I don't know. coupons. It's pretty easy, it, even for you. Like they have something think called an app. Do you know what an app is? They have an app, and you just Got you it. just I'm download the digital app. We'll understand all of that stuff when okay. he gets married. So keep going, kids. keep going. You were all talking right. about you were talking so about bacon wrap bacon. Stefano Ricci's suit. But. So <laughs> there was an opportunity, but who's upset by inflation the most? The lowest income earners. Lowest we income. get that. We yes. get that right. And people over the age of sixty-five because they're on, on fixed, income. fixed incomes. Yeah. And who holds the vast majority of savings in America? People Old over people. 65. And what happens when their state turns red if they're over 65? A lot of them. They have to stay home. They get mandated and da-da-da-da-da. Well, in the, case of, in the case of my mother or my aunt who are in their 70s, they feel like they're, they're kind of compelled to stay home until they get to the, you know, un- until their, mm-hmm. their little state turns blue again. So you've got all, yeah, of, these, pr- all of these savings in the hands yeah. of older individuals who are freaking out about inflation. Didn't they just get a social so, security let me tell bump you, of 5%? There's a whole, it gives a whole new meaning to winter is coming. They just got more money, though. That's what look, I heard. If you look in the aggregate, if you look in the aggregate, <sighs> U.S. household savings in absolute numbers are where they were prior to the pandemic. All of that stimulus money that was pissed into the wind is gone. No, it's not. It's in the EBITDA of the of companies and wealthy people. Oh hell yes! People. You really think it's, General Motors? Well, the trillionaires. Uh, you really think uh, that? I'm agreeing uh, with you. I'm just five saying. Five trillion dollars richer. Ke- Ke- Kelly Blue Book came out a few days ago and Half said that, that the, is Pat. Kelly Blue Book came out a few days ago and said that the average car in America is forty six thousand dollars, forty six thousand three hundred dollars. New car prices have gone up eight months in a row. They've taken incentives away. Nobody can convince me. Nobody can provide a convincing case that because there's a semiconductor shortage, by the way, inventory, car inventories are rebuilding and they're rebuilding rapidly. Nobody can tell me that that all of these car makers didn't raise the prices of cars more than they needed to because they could. Stick it to them. What are you going to say? You're going to say, no, you don't have a choice. you got to do it because inventory's down. So here we go. I can increase it. Yeah, They're, but their inventories are rising again. So again, winter's coming. Yeah. But, but By the way, let's go back to the Saki story because we never fully read that article about what she said, her comments. Uh, uh, so Saki confronted claims no economist is predicting higher inflation for massive spending bill, the political insider. NBC Peter Alexander, Americans are seeing their dollars, their paychecks stretched right now. Why should Americans not be concerned that injected another $1.57 trillion or more would raise inflation? Saki answers, because no economist out there is projecting that this will have a negative impact on inflation. Saki said on Monday, suggested the spending spree would actually help combat inflation. Jesus <laughs> oh my Christ. God. Economists across the board will say this will actually help reduce inflation, address inflation over the long term. She said if Saki can find no economist who thinks inflation is a mm-hmm. growing problem, she needs only contact former Obama economic advisor Larry Summers, who said we are going to ins- see inflation of a kind we haven't seen in 30 years, which has already happened since 1991. You know, we've, we've been screaming a lot today, but let's give a, a, a quick summary for our wonderful audience, and thank you for being out there. And if you like it, you know, hit the subscriber there. There's three things, and you can help me here, three things that will help inflation. 
increasing the value of the money, which means increasing the interest rates. Second is causing the government's current deficit to be shrunk, so the government's borrowing less. And lastly is to shrink the money supply. Those are not Republican or Democrat things. These are just the, aren't these just the sliders that moderate inflation? Okay, so let, and let's, so we yeah. just printed how much money and we increased our budget deficit in the current year by the spending. So we ran two out of the three really up to red line, did we not? We, we did. Um, what's important to realize, though, is that the growth of the money supply is what matters, not the absolute level of the money supply. So in June of 2020, the money supply in the United States was growing by 30 percent. That's collapsed to 3.8 percent because Congress is paralyzed. This is M1. This is M. This is M4. This is all. This is a, the biggest aggregate you can have. So that's gone from okay. So you're talking the whole enchilada. The whole enchilada. 30 percent growth rate down to a 3.8 percent growth rate as of September. So there, we're not injecting more money into the economy. I'm actually going to do something that. But that I, that I, I'm, I'm going to reiterate what I said earlier, Patrick. What's that? Saki's right that this particular infrastructure spending bill mm -hmm. is not. In, in fact, in fact, Tyler, can you pull up? Um, can you pull up the the quill again and go to the last page? The, the my week. There you go. Look, no, no, no. The, the very last page. That right there. That's when all this starts to kick in. It's like it peaks out in 2026. Can you explain to us what that is? That is, it, a 10-year infrastructure program doesn't hold a, t a candle to stimmy checks. And the money's going to trickle out into the economy. And as Biden has told us, it's going to create lots of union jobs. Yay! And this is why this will not, in and of itself, ignite inflation. Because you're not actually going to get out there tomorrow with private companies to make sure that, that you don't waste taxpayer money and get these damn projects underway immediately. It takes a long time. Permitting, again, you're working through unions. And so it's by definition going to be inefficient. But that does not change the dynamics at the ports. That does not change the dynamics about rental inflation. It doesn't change the dynamics about the damn bacon. All of that inflation is very real right now. But uh, this is going to be like the Obama infrastructure plan was. It's going to be that's a, a scary big, sight, by the big way, looking at nothing. Uh, 2026 is when we're going to see the highest impact on GDP, which peaks out at just over 0.5 percent. Woohoo! Yeah, but you but you give people money directly. You you direct deposit five trillion dollars into people's checking accounts. Yeah, it's going to get spent. Hey, uh, uh, Tyler, can you do me a favor and pull up the Bloomberg article about Powell's five benchmarks for inflation? If you have that with you, and then I just sent you a picture as well. We'll cover that here in a minute on what Fauci just said, which is pretty crazy. Yeah, Bloomberg Powell, five inflation benchmark, and it'll come up. This is a story from yesterday. Boom, yep. right, there well, you go. Okay. This up. So check this out. Check I this out, tweeted, Tom. So Powell's, that puppy out. So Powell's uh, 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 five. Okay, go to see if you can get rid of the top. Okay, there you go. Number one, our inflation pressure is broad-based. In August, Powell said in the spike in inflation up until that point was largely the result of price rises in a narrow group of goods and services directly affected by the pandemic that no lo that's no longer the case, right? So he was talking about across the board, beyond the usual suspects, yeah. gasoline. Okay, fantastic. Go to the next one. Number two, our price rises moderating in those goods and services that have experienced the biggest run-ups. So while there were some signs that was happening a few months ago, it's no longer so clear-cut. Yes, used car price inflation has come down a lot from its 45.2% in June 
though it's still running no, no, and, in excess and, of 25%. And Mannheim just released new data that shows that through the middle of November, yeah. every uh, used car prices have accelerated. It just takes a little while to show up in the CPI data. So that yep. that 25%, it's it's going up. Okay, so so that price is going up. And he says annual prices rise for durable goods in general, though clocked in at 7.3% in September, biggest increase since 1981. Okay, fine. Let's go to the third one, third one, third one. What is happening to wages? Powell told that, uh, uh, the Jackson Hole Conference that he saw little evidence of in- wage increases that might threaten excess inflation. Worker pay has picked up since then as employees have taken advantage of plentiful job openings uh, to quit in record numbers in search of better opportunities. I know you got data on that, which we'll get to that here in a second right after this. So we believe the U.S. is uh, entering the high, uh, tightest labor market conditions since 1950s. Holy moly. Number four. What is happening to long-term inflation expectations? Fed policymakers pay a lot of attention to what Americans are thinking about prices because officials believe that goes a long, a long way to determine how long it goes. If workers and companies are fearful to, of prices spiraling onward, they'll act in ways that will be help bring, out, bring that about. Okay, go to the fifth one. Let's see what the fifth one is. Uh, number five is, are longer-term global forces still pushing down inflation? Over the past quarter century, Inflation has generally been low in the U.S. and across more countries. There are signs, though, that some of the forces may become less yeah, powerful. China's okay. sticking it yeah. to us. No question about it, because they can't, and no one's fighting back and saying exactly. anything about it. So, okay, so you were talking about labor forces of people quitting. Okay, you, you want to get into that? There are two, and, and I think this is the last chart that um, that we're going to pull up from from my weekly. Go back a page. Um, focus in on the bottom right hand of page nine. All right. So you pay people a ton of money to not work, right? Mm-hmm. So we have a deficit compared to the prior. And they don't, right on cue. And prior to COVID, this is the trend line, the, the yellow dotted line. Damn. We're 7.8 million jobs below that line. Some of it's because people have retired early. Mm-hmm. A lot of it's because people have gotten used to not working. And a lot of it is also because if you're an employer, if you're an employer and you see this 20-month gap on somebody's resume, is that an attractive potential employee? Mm-mm. Or do you want the guy who's one of the 4.4 million who's like, I haven't quit working. My skill set's hot. I haven't, no none, of, none, none of my workers still have mm-hmm. atrophied. Yes. I want to hire that person. So that there's the haves and the have-nots in the labor force. And the have-nots have been taught to behave like socialists. Mm-hmm. We're going to pay you to not work, and then you're going to get used to it, so you're not going to work. And by the way, you're not just going to not work, and we're going to pay you for it. You're going to be unemployable at the other end. While companies have accelerated automation, you've seen investment in R&D and artificial intelligence, any form of software. You've seen companies automate out of existence millions of jobs but if you have the skills you can you can name your price so there is a great big divide going right down the middle skills always win mm -hmm. man it's so great this is such a great skills do always win but we took skills away from people by paying them to not work and now they're unemployable yeah of course well, of course. Because that's that, good policy. Why, why do you no. say that they're unemployable when there's a work shortage and people can't uh, okay. hire enough I'll ask people. you a if question. You, yeah. if, if you have you... demonstrated that you're going to run out on me, why why take a risk on you versus her? Or do you have the basic skill set? No, but the, the, the question is whether or not, a lot of, of course she's point... going to be okay. How, what, what's the whole thing that we say at Dunkin' Donuts? If you don't like the long line, apply for a job. There's a lot of people that... They don't want those jobs. Exactly. And there's uh, something that we're not talking about that we can. And by the way, plus, is how if, many if people are not going back to their shitty ass jobs because they made a billion dollars from crypto. 
There's a lot of young people that are 20 years old that started investing in Dogecoin or in Bitcoin or in Ethereum, and they were worth negative money prior to 2020, and now they're worth 50 grand, 100 grand. I don't think there's a lot of young people out there that are not going to go back in the workforce because they've made money from crypto. And I'm happy for them, but I don't think they probably comprise nearly 8 million people. I'm just saying young people. Okay. It, a lot it, of young it people. Could, it could. So look, there's a few things you can take into account with that. One is that community, but what percentage that seven point on you think that is? Yeah, maybe ten percent. Okay, know, not let's not say that. a big number yeah. like that's probably not that big of a percentage. Mm-hmm. It's probably three or five percent. But let's just say that's what it is. Sure. The out of the seven point nine, let's take some that are sixty five and up, sixty three mm-hmm. and up, sixty two and up. They're like, I want my social security now. Yeah, and they're just kind of like, listen, man, I'm out. Oh, I'm good. Oh, and by the way, Tom, you're going to have the answer to this question. What is the difference in income if you collect Social Security at the youngest age versus starting at the oldest age to collect? 62 versus 70, you're saying. How, how much does... Well, how my, much? my monthly check... Different. yeah. My monthly check is when I'm 65. is big. Right, but if you wait until... Not if you wait until you're 70. It's way bigger. If you wait until you're 70. Yes. The differential between the two is 30%. Yeah. If you can oh, wait. Waiting right. five years? Yeah. The longer you can you're wait, the bigger you're your checks will be. about 59 and a half to 70. Yes, I'm saying if, yep. if, if if you cover that, so a lot of people who left the workforce early and started to collect Social Security early have left a ton of money on the table because they're getting all these stimulus checks, their house is worth more than it's ever been worth, and they're like, screw it, I'm quitting. You know, this is really so I'm gonna interesting. start collecting my Social Security early. But how's that gonna feel in a few years? Those people are gonna go back to work. You know, there was a they time- are gonna, we, are gonna see, we are gonna see seniors come back into the workforce. Yeah. And you know what? They're gonna be more uh, employable than the younger people who have been replaced by I don't think so at all. Why would older people be more employable? They're going to be more employable than the person who was replaced by a kiosk. And companies have... Totally disagree. Companies have lamented the fact that people who are 55 plus have better work ethics than younger workers 55 plus, who want, maybe, who not want flexible plus. hours and they, want, they don't want to come into the office and they want to make sure that they can... I mean, okay, here, here's a little anecdote. Talk about the 4.4 million who are quitting their jobs. Mm-hmm. A buddy of mine runs uh, a huge logistics company for, I don't know, the biggest tele- telecommunications company in the country. But he runs a logistics division. So he has a new employee. After two days, the guy quits. Why? Because he doesn't like the color of the safety vest. It's orange. And he didn't like the, it, it, even though it was required to be worn on the floor of the factory, everybody, it's just. So you don't get hit? By everybody's, a forklift. Everybody's got to wear the orange vest. And the guy, after two days, he's like, I can get a better job. I don't like the orange vest. Bye. I don't think and it has can, to do with the orange vest. Job. He probably just wanted a better job. No, 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 the no, orange no. vest wasn't the, the... Then why did he take the job in the first place? I don't know. I don't know who the kid is, but you're not going to leave a job because of the color days. of the vest. No, 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 no. Is this this like person, a no, 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 no. LGBT, anti, what, This person was in their 30s. Orange vest thing? What, no, it's what's not. What's wrong with orange vest? It's not about that. I think the cat's really confusing you today. So what it is you're about the orange vest? You're colorblind. So just, right, what's just, the point of the orange vest? Tell the story then. He didn't like the way it looked. Oh, stop it. I'm not. You knew that. Let me tell you. Okay, so you think that's the reason he left the job because the color of the vest? That Stop is what it. he told That's his what boss. He told his boss. Oh, okay. After and working the job for forty-eight hours. That's what he said. I don't. I, I refuse to wear the orange so, vest. And, so the, and the guy's is, like, yeah. "It's this policy." Is, you know what, but this is where here. I'm going. This is where I'm going. Well, you know where this leads me to? Here's where this leads me to. On what she just said, that seven point eight million. On what he just said, and you look at that number. And if I'm Amazon, if I'm Walmart, if I'm any of these companies, I'm sitting there saying, uh, "We kind of got to figure out a way." to not rely on workers because they complain too much, 
they constantly want more. They want to do this. They want to do that. Automate, and sometimes automate, they're, they're automate, automate, automate. No yeah. pun automate. So Amazon just did this. This is what Amazon just did. And here's what their numbers are looking like, right? Amazon has slashed the cost of its Go cashierless store technology by 96% since 2017. This is an insider story. Let me let me tell you what this means. This means if the cost was a million dollars to run this store, now it's only $40,000. Mm-hmm. That's what this means. Yeah. So it doesn't mean prices went down. It means the overhead of running this place went from a million bucks to 40 grand. So Amazon has uh, r- radically reduced the cost of its just walk out cashierless store technology, a testament to the company's ability to turn long-term experimental projects into more affordable business offerings. Amazon estimates the operating cost for technology behind a 1,000-square-foot gold cashierless store has dropped $159,000 a store this year. That's a 96.4% decline from $4 million a year in 2017. Yep. A month before it opened the first location, even more savings are forecasted by the end of 2023. The cost includes payments for using Amazon Web Services, cloud technology, and hiring remote employees who manually verify the accuracy of checkouts and stores, amongst other tasks. Amazon debuted its Go Cashierless store in 2016, creating a convenience store where customers could purchase items through an app without having to go through a checkout aisle. So mm-hmm. the consequences of you sitting on the sideline is companies who are innovative, who don't sit around and say, I kind of got to figure this part out. So this is where this takes me. This is where it takes me. It takes me to a couple different places. I want to share my thoughts on this, and I want to hear your thoughts and rebuttal on this. This is where this takes me. Number one. So uh, 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 the first part is where, you know, the whole orange stuff, you know, you know, the guy doesn't want to wear the vest. Yeah, that's probably 1% of the population. Whatever. That well, just there's 4.4 4 million I get hopping. that. But the same way this guy's talking about 10% of it is crypto. Only America's investors are 7% is crypto community. So out of that 7% of crypto community, what percentage that made a lot of money? Maybe some of them got in late. So it's like 2 3%. That vest, let's just say 1% or 2%. Fine. Here's the part I think about. Here's the part I think about. Okay, and this is going to sound a little weird, but what the hell is the purpose of us being alive and living? Like, what are we supposed to do? Are we just supposed to sit around, collect the check from the government, and play video games and smoke weed? Are we just supposed to stay home, assume the government's going to send me a check, and I'm going to have kids with my wife, and we stay home and watch Netflix all day long while they pay me five grand Mm -hmm. a month? And that is my life. Like, do you really not think eventually at some point when you're watching these inspirational, aspirational movies like Pursuit of Happiness, like Gladiator, like, you know, any of these movies you can lean on me. You sit there and say, what the hell is my purpose? Is my purpose to have somebody give me free money on a monthly basis so it can steal my dreams away? Or do I want to do something big with my life? So maybe my legacy is not going to be worldwide like an Elon Musk or a president or a billionaire or an athlete or a Hollywood celebrity, but maybe my legacy is going to be regional. Maybe it's going to be statewide. Maybe it's going to be a local community. I was a star that came out of my city, and I started a business, and we have 200 employees. Or maybe I'm just going to be that cousin that did something special in our family, and I inspired my nephews and niece to want to do something big as well. I'm proud of that. It doesn't matter what it is. Maybe you're the first kid out of your family that got a degree. Maybe you're the first kid out of your family that became a doctor. Maybe you're the first kid out of your family that came out and started a business, raised healthy kids. They did good. They became good citizens. At the end of the day, this whole thing about UBI to me is, listen, the technology innovative creative people, they're not going to wait on you to complain. You can complain all you want, they will gr- gradually sit there and say, you know what? 
Machines don't complain. They produce. Yep. Mm-hmm. And why am I not going to just keep producing machines? So then if I'm a 22, 28-year-old, 32-year-old person right now sitting there listening to this, I'm kind of like, yesterday Robert asked me a question about what would you do in today's economy. I said, everything I'm looking at is finding a way to be irreplaceable. What does irreplaceable mean? What can I do to be irreplaceable? What kind of value do I bring to the marketplace? What kind of context do I bring to the marketplace? What skill sets do I need today that's going to be valuable 18 months from now, 36 months from now, five years from now? Am I a good leader? Am I good at working with people? Am I good at solving issues? Am I compatible? Do I get along with people? Am I a good negotiator? Do I build good leaders? What is my value? So if you ain't thinking about producing your own type of value today in the marketplace, you're probably going to be replaced by a machine and a robot. And this whole UBI concept that people think it's a good idea, all it's doing is stealing your purpose away from life. And what a waste of a life. Ain't nobody want that. And there's no, no, there's no dignity. There's no integrity. None. None. There's no, there's no. You, you have no values you can pass down to your children. Why have kids? Why do we watch inspirational movies, though? Why, why do we watch great movies? What, what happens at the end of the movie when you and I watch a movie that just... What do you, why do you watch Rocky? You know, for why, why do you watch these movies? Because you, you want to be the underdog who comes you, back and wins. That's it. That's like in our DNA it is, is to be somebody. We all want to be somebody. And this free money steals that away from people. I mean, George Washington crossed. Look, our founding fathers are spinning in their graves. They fought for freedom. They fought for liberty. They fought for a population that could have a purpose. There have been there have been countless American boys who've paid with their lives and women who've paid with their lives for this. Yeah, I don't I don't know. And, and, you know, listen, here's here's the part. You know how they say uh, uh, the more things change, the more they don't like everything. Yeah, the whole thing where it's like, hey, well, let me tell you, this is the end of the world. Now, listen, 50 years ago, there was freeloaders. 50 years ago, there was low-income, middle-income. 50 years ago, there was guys that capitalized. 50 years ago, there was criminals. 50 years ago, there was dividers. 50 years ago, there was guys that wanted free money. 50 years ago, there were mm-hmm. communists. 50 years ago, there were guys that hated rich people. 50 years, I mean, it's, this ain't changing. The only thing that's changing is the following. Here's the only thing that's changing today. 50 years ago, if my wife and I got into a fight while I'm at work and I have a 30-minute drive when I'm coming home, 50 years ago, I probably didn't have a cell phone to call her and get into a biggest fight and say a word I regret because ends up leading to our marriage, eventually leading into a divorce. 50 years ago, I had 30 minutes to calm down by the time I came home, and I'm like, listen, I'm so sorry. Let's, let's just figure this out. We're good? Okay, we're good. We move on, right? 50 years ago, when shit hit the fan, you didn't hear about it till 14 hours later. Mm-hmm. 50 years ago, maybe you heard it at news, 8 o'clock at night. But maybe you didn't hear about it on the paper the next day. It took a while. So the reaction was we we were more calm when we reacted. Today's like, what happened? Let me post it. Oh, my gosh. (gasps) So the exaggeration of issues today is so much bigger that we are reacting, and it's making everything bigger. Knee-jerk reaction. Yes, that's the only thing. So that's the only part that people have to be very careful with. Things are happening so quickly these days. You can't even process it. I agree. By the way, let's go into that story about the media, what's going on on page six with Fox, some of these things that came out with MSNBC. Uh, Let's see what story this is. This is a Fox News dominates basic cable. MSNBC finishes behind 29 networks amongst advertisers, coveted demos. So Fox News ruled 
basic cable. Uh, 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 Tyler, can you see if you can pull up a date on this, if there's some kind of a thing for us to look at? Fox News ruled basic cable last week, finishing as the most watched network for the 39 weeks straight. Fox News was the only basic cable network to average 1 million viewers, finishing the week of November 8th through the 14th with an average of uh, average audience of 1.5 million, while runner-up ESPN settled for 893. Interesting. Then Har- Hallmark Channel, uh, MSNBC, and HGTV rounded up in the top five, and CNN continued to struggle with a dismal average audience of 483. Wow. The advertisers coveted demographics of adults aged 25 to 54, indicated that MSNBC also has significant problems. Fox News averaged 245,000 demo viewers to double CNN's turnout of 107. MSNBC averaged 77,000 viewers amongst the crucial demo, finishing behind 29 other cable news networks, including BET, FXX, Bravo, MTV, Freedom, Lifetime, uh, uh, Sci-Fi, Sci-fi. Discovery, and TLC. By the way, uh, the, the 25 to 54, okay, that mm-hmm. audience, isn't the 25 to 54 supposed to be watching more MSNBC and CNN than Fox? Do, do, do you understand what I'm saying to you? Isn't the younger audience supposed to be watching more yep. liberal news than the 25 watching to Fox? For, the 25 to 40. Which is the this? most important yes. audience because that's right. the voting audience. So Again, why? I'm going back to Virginia. Huh. I'm going back to Virginia. And also, you have to pull ESPN out of this. Of pull it up a little bit, Tyler, to see if there's anything there. And by the way, runner-up ESPN, that's seasonal because they're in the middle of college football and NFL. And so ESPN always pops up right now. So, But the whole point here is that you've got MSNBC that's ranked 29th. It's not who's leading. It's that NBC without DJT has nothing to say. Bingo. And America is not watching a hard left network. It's a uh, Adam, story. what are your thoughts? Does this mean anything to you in no, well, this story? Um, MSNBC's ratings were record level when Trump was in office. So BizDoc hit it on the head. If they, the whole ratings bonanza that they had at MSNBC is because they were just rating against Trump, rating against Trump, rating against Trump. Their mm-hmm. ratings were off the charts. Now that he's no longer there, uh, they're going to need to pivot. And they haven't pivoted yet. They're not going to cover all the great things Biden's doing because there's not a ton of it. Right? Also, something that Fox News has done well is they've embraced some sort of pop culture. Like, what's the one guy? He's got his own, like, uh, late-night show, Greg Gutfeld. He's good, yeah. He's, he's got a late-night show yeah. on Fox News. MSNBC is politics, 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 politics. Mm-hmm. I happen to like Joe Scarborough and the show in the morning, Morning Joe. They've got a lot of smart people on there. It's the one thing I watch on MSNBC. But when you turn it on at night and you get the Rachel Maddow show and you get the Chris Hayes, I actually like Brian Williams, but you know that you're getting politics and you know that you're going to get just basically the same old, same old without all the Trump. And they're still covering all the nonsense that Trump's doing. The problem is he's not the president anymore. So they're going to have to pivot. They're going to have to maybe infuse some pop culture, maybe less politics. But it's uh, not looking good for these uh, liberal leaning. And Brian, Brian quit. He didn't renew his contract. Brian, Brian, Brian quit. Williams, yep, yeah, in the middle of his in the middle of negotiating his contract. He said, I'm not he doing said, it. I got yeah. too many cats at home to take care of. I am not. That's my work. kind of guy. No, but seriously, he didn't say the part about cats. Yeah. You know, that was I him. know, BizDog. That was leaked later by a neighbor. The, um, but he did say in the middle of his negotiation <laughs> that I'm done, right? Wow, that's unfortunate because he was that's actually a moderate a voice. Well, because he was a balanced voice. Yeah, a balanced he's a moderate voice. voice. I, he was yeah. my favorite guy other than, uh, at night. So, look, and, and we can talk about you know Democrats potentially going to get shellacked. So he said he was nearly shot down in a helicopter as he left the executive conference. Oh, that's messed up, man. You're trying Brian Williams. Yeah. But 
the country has basically <laughs> everything that's happening right now, getting Trump out of there. And now the Democrats probably getting shellacked in the midterms is an embrace of the middle. The that's middle. the problem so there's in there... our country is that the middle so we is have, being. We, we haven't pulled up the independent chart. Yes. OK. Which this um, is a good segue to go to, you know. Yeah, that's right. Pull, pull why, up the independent chart that she's the, the, the 11, the 11 hey, Danielle, I got a question. Why aren't there more people that want to watch a hard left? What, where, where are they? Where are these people politically? Do you have a chart? They're they're offended. They're they're finished with this progressive bullshit. They're done. But there must be a whole bunch of them that are thinking other ways. Do you have a chart? Can you zoom in, please? Uh, there you go. Go for it. All right. So here we've got the yellow line. It's independent. So they've you know they've risen up. They're they're pushing. Ugh, looks like they're pushing twenty percent of uh, of the people. Surveyed by the Economist. Okay? Adam, are the colors okay? Yeah. Are, are, can you see the colors, Adam? Because we're just a little worried. By the way, Adam, just so you know, in that chart on the yellow she's shown, you need to look at the left that shows twenty percent, not the fact that it's closer to ten yeah, percent. But go, keep yeah. going. Go ahead, Daniel. All right. So I feel like I'm back in high so, school again with all these bar graphs, charts. Okay, among, let's go. among among the independents, one point eight GPA. They, they describe themselves. Self describe for us. Yeah, math really sucks. Okay. Uh, the moderate is in the middle. I agree. In January of 2021. <laughs> Maybe 20, 24 percent or so describe themselves as being moderate. That has increased in the last nine months by a sizable amount. Great. This is good news. So the middle is rising. Yes. And that's why MSNBC's ratings are crashing. So what news outlet identifies to moderates? I think because it I, ain't MSNBC and it ain't CNN and it ain't Fox News. I, what news outlet, I, outlet I'm, I'm is gonna there have to for push moderates? Back. I'm going to have to push back because people like Chris Wallace, people like Neil Cavuto, they're extremely balanced. Neil uh, Cavuto on Fox Business. I love that guy, Varney, but he's not okay. on Fox News. Varney's, Fox Business. Varney's not exactly not right. Um, Varney's pretty right. Um, Varney is, has his head such up of, Donald Trump's of, ass that he Brett, can't be held Brett credible Bear. at this point. I mean, Brett Bear Brett is... Bear, very credible. Brett Bear is an extremely balanced, true mm-hmm. fourth estate journalist. would you say the same for Wolf Blitzer, though? I don't think he's super liberal. Wolf Blitzer? No, I mean, and I actually like uh, Jake Tapper too. Who? Seems pretty moderate. Uh, well, CNN's lead anchor. All I'm saying is, if you're talking about prime time television, it's you know you start off. I'm, I'm on Neil's show all the time, and T- tell, and, tell him, and tell I've, him what's up. Thank you. I'll tell him what's up. He doesn't really talk <laughs> that way per se. He's a, no, but that's why I said it that way because I want you to say more articulate. Than that, says but, what's up. Oh, okay. You got me. Note, note to self. Thank you. Keep going. Neil is not. <laughs> Please make your point guy. while Adam is uh, um, trying to yes. get on Fox News. No, but, but I, I actually think that Fox <laughs> News has garnered a broader audience of moderate watchers because yep. business you're talking about. No, you're not on no. Fox News. And where is Brett Barrett you're, at prime time? But you're talking about Neil Cavuto. He's on Fox Business. Separate Neil channel. Cavuto has a Fox News show every single day at 4 p.m. Eastern. FYI. On Fox I'm business. on it often. Fox, Fox News. You're on it. Fox News. Oh man! I By the way, a lot of people here he, are saying. A lot of the people here are saying that if you want to hear moderate or independence, you find them on YouTube. You don't find them on media, which mm. is actually a very good. That's point. fine. That's a fair and that's, that, 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 that's a fair point. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. a fair point as well. There I'm just. I would saying, say Wall Street Journal is also pretty independent. Um, yeah, little left, yes. but I would say they're they're independent. Left. Wall Street Journal is um, a little left. Center. I would put them no, center no, is where I would put Wall them. I wouldn't put them far right. I'm putting them center right. Wall Street Journal. Yeah. Center right. A little left yeah, for your the, taste, the, maybe. The edit- no, right. I, I'm, no, 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 for me, taxes is uh, Cer- where I Certainly start. the editorial team is it leans right, but, but, th- but that's mm-hmm. okay. 
and 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 they're a voice of reason. And I whatever. I've been a Wall Street Journal subscriber since Tom, I was. Tom, somebody give you a cool shout a out. Baby. They said love Bizdoc's dad jokes. Listen, <laughs> the the fact that Cole J Four C said that you just made Tom's day, maybe his month. The fact yeah. that you like his dad jokes, you don't even know how important that is to him. The fact it's that his dad deal. jokes are. They, they catch the right kind of attention. Okay, so let's talk Thank about China. Much. What happened with China here? Go to page six, page six, page six. China becomes richest country in the world, overtakes U.S. to grab the top spot. This is an MSN story. China is now the world's richest nation as global wealth tripled over the last two decades, and China leading the way and overtaking the United States for the top spot. The world's net worth rose in unprecedented $514 trillion in 2020 from an earlier net worth of $156 trillion in 2000, with China taking the largest single share, nearly one-third of the world's income, China's wealth launched to $120 trillion from its previous $7 trillion in 2000, from $7 trillion in 2000 to $120 trillion, an unspeakably colossal growth from its days before joining the World Trade Organization, which accelerated its rise to power. The U.S., meanwhile, has experienced muted increases in property prices, nearly doubled its net worth over the same period to $90 trillion, $30 trillion less. So what does this really mean that China is now worth $30 trillion more than U.S. Danielle? Damn it. we got to print money. we got to print more money. That's we the key? we got to catch up. Is that what we got to do? Danielle, what do you think about this? That was a dad joke. I think that everything that we're seeing with Evergrande is emblematic of Backfire. the fact that, that there's a, a wee bit of speculation in the property sector in China that is backfiring to use your word, because we've seen this, the Chinese stock markets come down quite a bit. So, but, but the speculation, the government has been trying to rein it in. This is their fourth major attempt to rein in the property, to rein in speculation in the property market. And the, the Chinese are so uncertain about where they can park their money that's safe that the Chinese government can't convince them to stop putting their wealth into real estate. Otherwise, they're just trying to get it out of the country. Yeah, a lot of investors right now, uh, what I saw was what reading What happened with, after, after the Jack Ma thing? Oh, Exactly, and, and how much wealth he's losing and how yeah. scary it is to be a billionaire in China today because exactly. Xi is coming after you. He's you, not even playing around. You're in the center of the bullseye. Yeah, and, and, and not only that, the other part that's starting to scare a lot of people is outside investors who were investing in China are worried if mm -hmm. they can get their money out that's of China. Right. So that's scaring others to say, listen, we were going to put a couple hundred million dollars, we were going to put a hundred billion dollars, we were going to put this much money. Yeah. We're just going to kind of pump the brakes and go elsewhere, yeah. maybe to a place called India, which is getting the investments today and India over is China. Hot right India now. is so hot, mm -hmm. it's not even funny. I and think India has no infrastructure to, to speak of. So the opportunities are insane. Massive. And the demographics in India compared to China 26. are insane. 26.4 years old. So it, it's the younger it, age you're saying. Yeah, 20, China's yeah. older age. China's if, if 38, can, India's the, 26. A lot can, of it has to do with the one baby in, policy that backfired on them, yeah, right? If, Big if, you, time. if you can rein in the political corruption in India, which they're working on, then India's going to garner a lot more foreign direct investment in coming years. How long is Modi going to be in power for in India? I'm not sure. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I, we, we, we can Google it, but. Do you think about running against him? Is that kind I don't know if I'm going to compete with Modi, but uh, he, India's, India's the don't superpower. Have, that, but don't that they have feral cats over there, like ones that aren't fluffy? So let me, let me show you this story of this guy that was a former political prisoner, what he had to say when he was being interviewed by PBS. If you want to put that Twitter clip up there, I want to get your thoughts on this. Folks, uh, uh, pay very close attention to what he says here and, and tell me if you agree with what his notion is about U.S. becoming an authoritative regime. 
play the clip. It's too loud. Lower the audio a little bit. <laughs> can you uh, uh, can you help him out, uh, 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 David or Kai? or George, or Dinkin, or Robert, or Mario, Mickey, I don't know, Thais, anybody show up and see if Tainman we can figure Tyler. out a way. How do we increase the audio here? Mm -mm 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 -mm. Not happening? Uh, uh, are we going to hear this or no? On behalf of uh, Tyler, <laughs> this is not a Tyler mistake. Oh. oh, that's fantastic. Good for you, Tyler. Blame it on Jorge. Entertainment <laughs> Tyler. Okay, oh, do we have it or no yeah. to hear it? Okay, go for it. Is it blind? No. Uh -huh. no, audio. no audio here. Do we know why we don't have audio? It's a basic video, it guys. Be, uh... You know he is speaking. He's saying words. Are we supposed to be like lip reading? Because I'm, I'm at this um, point of the actually, game. Actually, well, here's the quote. With, with the current state of Adam's eyes today, that's not going to happen. That map was really. I've let not USA a good Today map. know. Okay, yeah, they're working on it. Not a good map. If you can't do it, I'm just going to play it off my phone. I don't know if, if you guys can pull that up because all that background noise. Adam is the color of his shirt. Okay. Not happening. Okay, so let red. me. Uh, what's this guy's story? I, I really want you to hear what he has to say. Uh, PBS. What's his name? Weiwei. Uh, 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 okay. PBS way, way. So, so folks, I want you to hear this, uh, uh, story of this man who just did an interview. He's a former, um, I want to say a political prisoner in China. And during the interview, she tell, he tells the interviewer that U.S. is an authoritative. This story is on, is this on what, what Cernovich? Okay. It's on Cernovich's account. Let me see if I can pull this off. Uh, oh, you just go to Twitter. It'll be right there. No, Vich. If you don't have it, I'll try to get it from here. I'll go to his media. Here we go. All right. You're describing the directives of Mao Zedong during the cultural Just plus the video, yeah. That would be distributed publicly every night. And then you write, this is your quote, they served a function similar to Donald Trump's late night tweets while in office. They were the direct communication of a leader's thoughts to his devoted followers, enhancing the sanctity of his authority. So do you see Donald Trump as an authoritarian? I, well, I don't, you know, he, if you are authoritarian, you have to have a system is supporting you. Crazy. You cannot just be authoritarian by yourself. But uh, certainly in United States, with today's uh, condition, you can easily have an authoritarian. In many ways, you're already in the authoritarian state. You just don't know it. How so? Many things happens today in U.S. is can be compared to cultural revolution in China. Like what? Like people trying to be unified in certain political correctness that is very dangerous interesting how he says trump is not an authoritative because you need a supportive system, system. like meeting the media to support you what you have to say 
other political people. Maybe you can mm-hmm. go out there and do what G is doing. Do you agree with his sentiment, the fact that U.S. is an authoritative state? I think we're on the cusp of it. I think we see a lot of things going on, vaccine mandates and other things. I think in many ways we're on the cusp. And, and Daniela, Daniel, what do you think? I think that this entire post-pandemic era has made a lot of people who we were talking about, the 7.8 million gap that's not in the labor force anymore, I think that this whole experience has made a lot of American sheep to where they're not thinking for themselves. And that in, in those types of environments, it's very easy for an authoritarian state to come in and move in because people have been thought to not think for themselves. And if people aren't thinking for themselves, then by definition, you're on a very slippery slope to being able to control their thinking, control their actions. Yeah. Let me think. Let me think. Um, com- phrases I think they call coming it brainwashing. Brainwashing. Phrases coming to mind decades ago. Useful idiots. Do, do, you, do, you, do you know what Trump just said? Trump just said earlier today, he says, hospitalizations rising among fully vaccinated in the U.S. Would you agree with him? saying that he's saying hospitalization rising amongst fully vaccinated in the u.s do you, do you think he's just I, saying I, that I because it's a marketing sitting, thing I, I was, or no I, was actually, I, I think there's statistics what do you out think? There. No, no, no. I, I, hey I'm, I'm gonna jump in here i was sitting by a doctor uh in in the, in the plane yesterday i don't normally talk to people on planes but there i was talking to this doctor and he has seen a rise in breakthrough cases yeah but they're in or not in a few days okay so you want to pull that up on who really said that because it wasn't trump that said that you know who said that here's who said that yesterday his name is Dr. Anthony Fauci is who said hospitalization is increasing for people who have taken the vaccine. Okay. Yeah, because now we're uh, on uh, now we're uh, on the booster uh, thing, right? No, Pat? not that one. This was November 17th. So whatever November 17th. It's the one I texted you, buddy. It says right there three days ago, CNBC. No, no, it's the one from yesterday. Okay, there you go, 16 hours ago. Hospitalization rising amongst fully vaccinated in U.S., Fauci says. What mm-hmm. we're starting to see now is an uptick in hospitalizations amongst people who've been vaccinated but not boosted. So what is mm-hmm. this now? Now this next phase is got to get you boosted. See, I know you got the vaccine, but we got to get you boosted. And another one. And another one. As cases DJ of COVID-19 rise uh, throughout the U.S., health officials warned that an increasing number of fully vaccinated people are being hospitalized or going into emergency rooms. The concern about the uh, wanting immunity against uh, COVID infection comes at the uh, from the FDA's expected author- uh, authorized a Pfizer BioNTech vaccine booster shot for all adults 18 and older. What we're starting to see now is an uptick in hospitalizations amongst people who are fully vaccinated but not boosted. And uh, it's a significant proportion, but not the majority in uh, by any means. So, look, it, the, the part that I think frustrates people the most um, is gaslighting at the highest level, propagandas at the highest level, force at the highest level, we used to be able to choose. Today, you are forced to do things you don't want to do. Uh, you know, you sit with somebody and somebody tells you, makes a case on why you ought to get vaccinated, you go get vaccinated. Somebody makes a case to you why maybe you don't need to get vaccinated, you get canceled. You know, it's people are starting to get a little worried about whether they can speak up or not. Now, so this guy, when he's talking about authoritative and what to do, the only side that can probably pull off an authoritative type of an environment is not the right. And the reason why I say this, let me explain why I, why I say this. So when you hear Rogan talk about I think Rogan was with who yesterday or two days ago? Was himself, Alex Jones, uh, Tyler. Who were they with? Were they with uh, uh, Tim Cast or I don't know who they were with. They were with somebody's podcast two days ago. Were you aware of who it was or you I, I weren't following it? it? Yeah. I didn't catch it. And, and, and you Come know, on, he was Tyler. making a point the fact that 
you just can't have an opposing idea today. When you can't have an opposing idea, but on one side, whatever you say, the media is going to come and back you up and you can't get canceled, that's a form of authoritative. The media, mainstream media essentially becomes the authoritative tool to say whatever they want to say and get away with it. Fauci foresees full vaccination, including booster shots. This is September 3rd. Yeah, we're seeing that all over the place. Anyways, there's a reason why people are concerned today, and this guy's making a point. Do you agree with what he had to say? About booster shots or what? No, no, about authoritative. About look, the I, I, about the, the Chinese yeah, guy. The Chinese so look, guy. I don't think so, and I'll tell you why. Every There's something that we've come to find out in America is something called the pendulum effect. Every four to eight years, the country swings a little bit to the left or it swings a little bit to the right. The reason that we went from George W. Bush to the right to Obama eight years later, Obama to Trump, is because they thought that he went too far left. The reason that we went to Trump to Biden is we thought that Trump went too far right. So the reason that I think the Democrats are going to get shellacked in the midterms is because they think that the country under Biden, under a House and under a split Senate where Kamala has the deciding vote that the country is going too far left, as Danielle so poignantly explained in her beautiful bar graph. That was an amazing bar graph. So the the our country figures it out every four to eight years. The authority, like the hyperbolic talk doesn't get us anywhere. It's follow the facts. You're a numbers guy. Every four to eight years, the country says, hmm, I don't like the way the dire- direction we're going with Trump. Let's give Biden a shot. Hmm, Biden's kind of falling asleep at the wheel. Let's give someone else a shot. Uh, it's the same old story that all we've right. come to learn. All right, all right, all right. I, I, let, let, answer, Here's where you answer, say, uh, I agree with you, Adam. Go ahead. Because that's going to happen. Answer this question. <laughs> answer this question. Has as the pendulum has swung back and forth, as you so eloquently describe, has wealth inequality in this country gotten wider or gotten narrower? Wealth has uh, wealth inequality has gotten wider. You're correct. Okay, so that that that's a, that's going on in the background. Does wealth inequality create the the situation for social unrest? It always does. Okay, so it's continued to build in the background, regardless of where your pendulum is. Yes, that's problematic. What's your point? When people are desperate yeah. and increasing numbers of Americans are desperate like they would be in a third world, there's no developed country in the world that has a wealth inequality like we do. Mm-hmm. You've got to go to like Pakistan. I mean, there's no developed country in the world. So if, if, if people are desperate, they'll do something. And it doesn't matter what side they're on or not. The wealth inequality in and of itself makes the country vulnerable to becoming authoritarian. People will be willing to listen to somebody who says, rise up against the elite. Why do you think Donald Trump won? Because he was going to drain the swamp. And why do you think that resonated with so many hardworking Americans? Because they feel like they've been left behind. And why do you think he did not get elected the second time around? It's because he got a swamp. He was the biggest swamp monster of them all. Right. No, so he, no, no, he, he didn't dude. drain the swamp, dude. but he hit a nerve. Mm-hmm. And I that agree with nerve you. is still that nerve is elected. that nerve is still raw. No, it's called COVID. If Nothing's COVID been happen, if, if any if anything, the nerve is a, even raw because the really hardworking Americans who tend it to be part of Trump's base are really pissed off now that there's been this attempt at socialism in America and they've they've had they've had and they have to wait longer at a restaurant than they've ever had to wait. They have to pay more for a gallon of gas. So the vestiges of socialism have left 
a ton of America, oh, just 70 million or so, it's left their nerves even more raw than they were before. And That's problematic. They're vulnerable. They're vulnerable to being led right into a, an authoritarian trap. I'll give you a great quote. Give you a great quote. Rise up against the unrest. I'll make the trains run on time. We'll start there. Who said that? Mussolini. Correct. Mm -hmm. Why? Because things were so bad that the people were willing to go along with it. And they walked right into the authoritarian right. I have a, I have a so question. So you're basically saying a, that Mussolini, we're ripe for a Mussolini here. I have a question for no, Patrick. I'm, is it ironic that Trump I, always gets compared no, to Mussolini no, with his no, no, I didn't I, compare I have, Trump have, to Mussolini. I'm pointing out that what she just said is absolutely correct. When there's unrest and there's people that have these, these stifled frustrations and it's broad-based – they are ripe to follow the wrong guy. Now, who do you wait, think wait. is frustrated? Hold on. Hello. We were just talking about wealth and inequality. You paying attention so who's for the last five minutes? You're saying that it's it's only on the right? I'm saying people who are working hard and seeing people colorful get chart paid to not work are really pissing off the, the hard workers. I have a question. Thank you. We've got military background here sitting across from me, right? Yes, ma'am. What happens mm -hmm. to countries mm -hmm. when states eventually fail to lead. I'm talking about entire states. What what happens to a country? What happens? You talk about individual states like Texas or nations? No, 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 no. no, no. Nations. Talking about nations. What happens to nations where fall? where the politicians fail? Who rises? People. No. What what type of leaders rise? Tell me. The generals. Okay. The, mil the military. Okay. That's where this country could be headed. You're saying like militia? Like you you're saying, saying military ruling the country. If we keep having, remember, we talked about it an hour and a half ago. The Republicans and the Democrats are both, whenever they're in, in office, whenever they're both in leadership, spending like drunken sailors. We've talked about this. So what happens one day when, and if possibly, Americans feel like they're not represented at all? I mean, right now, I've never seen an administration as vulnerable as the Biden administration is today because, again, they're paralyzed. They can't do anything. But the people who run our military, they're they're doers, they're not sayers. And so, if the so, is that a concern of yours? Or are you excited about that? I think that would be fairly concerning for the United States. Tell me why. To be a military state. What happens? What then? are we like? Brazil, 1981. I mean. Okay. So why 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 do you think that would even happen here, though? Because Americans are losing faith in the, the reason that independent voters are growing as a proportion of the electorate is because there's a, an increasing proportion who feel like they're not rep represented by anybody at all. And okay. you, you make yourself vulnerable to becoming an authoritarian state, which is what started this whole discussion. But what do authoritarian states look like? The leaders tend to be militaristic dictators types. Not wishy-washy Joe Biden, who can't get anything done. That's how Chavez got power in Venezuela. That's exactly that's exactly how Chavez rose. I lived in Venezuela, and I saw it right before, and that's exactly how Hugo Chavez rose to power. I'll make the train run Are on you time. basically saying that a general is going to run for the presidency I'm saying, and win? Or are you saying that they're, the military no, is no, going no, no, to no, no. take over Thank you. That's authoritarian I'm, wise? I'm saying that now, we're, do you actually we're believe rendering that or ourselves or are you just vulnerable to this if we don't legislate for the people. You mentioned three things, right? The deficit needs to come down. Right. Interest rates need to come up. Right. What was your third? 
And the third is money supply. You got to control the money supply. Okay, and, and all these things. Are, are, are we going in the, in the right direction on any of it? Okay, money supply no. is coming down because we, we can't legislate until after the midterms when then the Republicans are going to start no, spending the, money the on money what they want. The money supply has had a temporary moderation. If you extend that back 18 months, it's grown, grown, grown. So we are redlining with certain moments of moderation. We're redlining The, the all growth three. of the money supply has come way off. You have to wait until after the, the, the midterms, and then the Republicans will spend on what they no, want to spend on. Danielle, I'm agreeing with you. The, it's come off. It's moderated in the most but recent I'm just, months. But I'm asking somebody who, served, back, who served in the military you pay attention to your leaders if they're strong leaders. If our country can't find any strong leaders, they're going to pay attention to the people who are strong and running our military. I'm just talking about the possible end game. You brought, uh, you, uh, brought, you brought up the word Patrick Authoritarian. You played the you, you played the video. The guy from China says that we're vulnerable. Yeah, but he's, the, the point he made that stuck with me is the reason why Trump couldn't be an authoritative guy is because you need the systems to support it, right? right. So let's what he what I wish you would have asked the question I would ask him. Tell me what's the system? Mm-hmm. What what is the system? Is the media part of the system? Is it educational systems part of the, the system? Military, is conduct? FBI, I want to know CIA, that, right? Media, every, okay, fine. But but the, and then what I'm saying to you is. That'll never happen on the right. Here's why. Let me explain. So yesterday we're having this conversation together. Yesterday we're having. By the way, this... we we agree on that. Okay, so let me explain to you why. Here, here's how this works. So here's how this works. You know how uh, uh, two kids are playing, and they're using the toys. Okay, they got their favorite toys sitting there, and they 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 like a lot of the same toys. So Adam says, Adam, you go first. Pick your first toy. So knowing Adam, he takes a little doll, the cat doll, whatever. He takes that doll. I said, okay, that's Taking your doll. Taking a G.I. Joe, right. Pat. Then it's my turn. I take that little car, whatever the car is. Then he takes his own doll, and then we're going to go, right? Okay. So the left and the right are sitting in a room together right across from each other. They're going to say, okay, left, you go first, okay? Uh, left goes first. You know what? Um, we're going to take the educational system, and we're going to influence that. Shit, that's big. Okay, we'll take the church. Okay, cool. Most of the church is conservative. Fine. What are you going to take next? We're going to take mainstream media. Damn, I should have taken that first. Damn, that's powerful. Okay. Uh, we'll take the military. Okay, cool. You got military. Okay. We, we're going to take, you know, uh, virtual government, social media, all in Silicon Valley, and they're going to be on the left. We're going to control that. Freaking A, I should have thought of that. Uh, let me see what I'm... Okay, we'll take a lot of the crypto community because a lot of the crypto community, they're libertarian. So it's center-right, but it's on the right. Fine, we'll take crypto. Yeah, we'll give you that. It's only 7%. It's not a big deal. They're going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Now you look at the left, what they got, they're stacked with things that they got. Stacked. Union, left, stacked with what things they got there. So now the right is in there saying, we kind of screwed up. What are we going to do now? Okay. So in this instance, the reason why I say the right cannot be authoritative is because the system doesn't back up the right. The only person that can be authoritative is somebody from the left because they have majority of the system. And if somebody strategically from their left truly wants to be authoritative in America, what do you got to do? Here's what you got to do. Strategically. You got to make for, the people for, sheeple. First thing you got to do is change the tax code for churches. That's what you got to do. So if a pastor from stage says something that is out of line, you got to remove their tax code. You can no longer take money, and that becomes, okay, if you're going to go that direction, that's how you got to do them. Number two, the system 
on how military is being indoctrinated, you need more people like Millie who add CRT, who add all this other stuff and soften up the military. That's the strategic move you got to do. That's what you got to do. Number three, what do you do with crypto? What you do with crypto is regulate the shit out of it. So making those people disappear because they're starting to become a pain in the ass because some of these guys actually have money. We don't like libertarians being rich because they already don't give a shit and they want to be left alone. And now they're the type of people that are going to say, screw you. You can't tell me what to do because I'm a damn libertarian. And these crypto people are libertarian. If the left wants to truly be an authoritative state, those three organizations you got to go take out. Now, if the right wants to create that freedom for everybody to choose, you got to kind of start producing some universities. You got to kind of start educating people. You got to kind of start talking about how great capitalism is. You got to start selling the dream. You got to be attractive. You got to get that younger audience. You got to get the people that are telling the story the right way. And then some people are going to sit there and say, you know what? This kind of starting to make sense to me. So. I, I, I don't. Yeah, I mean, who on the left is coming out and saying teachers unions destroyed jobs, teachers unions destroyed families, teachers unions prevented mothers from being able to rejoin the workforce? Yeah. Who's going to come out and say that? Yeah, of course they're not going to say that. And to me, the other day I made a comment about teachers. People flipped out. I said, look, there's about 40 percent of teachers should be fired because they flat out suck. There's a lot of they're teachers. They're not accountable. That, they, not only are they not accountable, they don't like their jobs. They don't care. Listen, you're, you're let low, me tell dude. you. Let me, they don't like kids. Let me put it to you this way. If I ever was a front desk clerk, you should fire me because I'm probably not going to be a good front desk clerk if I ever was a front desk clerk. If, if I, if <laughs> you're I, a bit ADHD. Yeah, I'm Just not going to be a good front desk clerk. right? If I was a waiter, you should fire me because I'd probably be asking you to learn a lot more about you. And I'm going to forget the fact that you wanted drinks and your burger is going to come with onions even though you said no onions. I'm going to forget about it on the way back. And you're going to be like, freaking A, how many times? I think times you'd are... remember the onion thing. Yeah. Pat. yeah. <laughs> Let's not Matter go, fact, if you, go at, that extreme. If you ask for onions, they I wouldn't bring it. onions, buddy. <laughs> Our restaurant would not want it. 86 the onions, the, the whole the, restaurant. The point is there's a lot of bad teachers out there that should get fired. Completely they should agree. not be teaching today. And that's what we learned during COVID. Yeah. And mm-hmm. nobody's talking about it. Because they have this tenure thing, right? They Is have this a, tenure thing. Yeah. There's a lot of bad teachers out there. And Anyways, it's, it's, tenure. It's, it's, it's the same way. We, we need term limits in this country. We need like term math, limits so math. badly. Because we, we, I mean, you have to dust off the average senator. They've been there for so long. We need term Jackpot. limits. Well, the term limits is coming midterms, except it's going to be forced ter- term limits yeah. because they yeah. don't have a choice. Their yeah. term is coming. It's going to be legislated. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, hey, I want to do the last McConnell story because I know you want to talk about it. And then let's wrap it up. Days Let away. me just read that because it's important for us to know that. And then, Caroline, we got to head oh, down to Fort Lauderdale. This is December right? 3rd. Okay. Okay, Pat, so, right? yes. Pat, pause one sec. What happened? Uh, we just went off. Did we really? Yeah, we just went off. One it, sec. Let me. Uh, refresh this. Let's see how much we lose with this. Today's been a little bit. Do we know why? What caused this or no? Uh, no, no clue. Uh, no one's been back there, but we'll be back up in just a sec. Stream stopped. It's frozen. Well, at least they got a good shot of the bizda. <sighs> yeah, we just lost. And the babe. Uh, I believe we're back. Frozen, frozen, frozen. Are we back or no? Yes. Are we are we frozen? We're okay, back. folks, if we're back, just say we're back. So I'm going to read this Mitch McConnell story. We are back. The this last one, third, and then we're right? going to wrap up. Page yep. eight, if you want to go to it. Here's Ten, a Mitch yep. McConnell story. Nine. Tom, here's a Mitch McConnell story. McConnell, government funding fight could drag into 2022. This is a Washington Examiner story. Senator Minority Leader Mitch McConnell warned Congress could be embroiled 
in a protected fight over 2022 government funding legislation due to major differences with Democrats over spending levels and policy provisions. McConnell dismissed the possibility that lawmakers could come to an agreement on a year-long spending measure by December 3rd deadline and said he instead anticipates a stopgap measure known as continuing resolution lasting into 2022 will be necessary to keep the government open. The Democratic Democratic measures increased domestic spending by 14%. The measure also cut core border security funding despite the current illegal immigration crisis along the southern border. So what do you think McConnell's going to do? I think McConnell's going to hold his ground. I think McConnell wants for the Democrats to own the increase in the debt ceiling so that the midterms can be as ugly as humanly possible. It, it, will he be successful? So far, he's held the line. How ugly do you think midterms are going to be? The record for Obama is 61 or 63. You think it's going to be worse than that? It, it could very, very possibly be. You cannot, you cannot have, you, you can't have anybody say that, that, that inflation is good for the economy. I mean, this is a bad situation right now. It really is. And, and by the way, inflation might start to come down later in 2022. But by then, too many families will have been hurt by this. Too many families will have been completely ignored, dismissed, lack of leadership. And they're aware that there's a lack of leadership. Biden, Biden's approval ratings, Congre- Congress's approval ratings have never been lower than they are. By, by, by the way, let me ask you, in a, in a situation like this, you know how sometimes you hire somebody and the guy comes in, he's just not doing a good job. Who's the first person that goes on a sports team when the team starts losing? Who's the first person that gets fired when a sports team starts losing? The coach. The coach. The coach. Okay. In a Not situation, the GM that got the players, the coach. The coach, gets, he's the first person that yeah. gets fired. GM mm-hmm. typically stays, right? Trust okay. me, I went to the University of Texas. We, okay. we fire the coach often. Okay, so check this out. Today, who gets fired? Kamala Harris gets fired. They bring Pete Buttigieg in. That conversation is creating a lot of momentum, by the way. It's not like yeah. it's just hearsay and some bloggers writing about it, you know, uh, democratsuck.com. Some real, like uh, NBC, CNBC, mm-hmm. people are writing about the yeah. fact that Pete may be the new VP. Do you think that's a good strategy for them to make to change Kamala because she, uh, based on the stories we hear, is not getting a lot done? And they have two Supreme Court justices that they're scared to death that if the midterms go, that they'll never get them replaced if they die after that. And so, therefore, those two justices will go to the next president, which will probably be conservative. And so they're thinking, maybe we just put Kamala in one of those places. I saw that. Which, by the way, Supreme Court, she has to work. As a VP, you don't have to work. You can hide. You can't hide as a Supreme Court. You have to actually work. VP, fly around the globe giving out wreaths when somebody else dies. She doesn't even cut ribbons. I mean, she's... Or deliver funeral wreaths. But she wants to go to the Olympics, no? And they're trying to help her out without having to go to the Olympics. The whole boycotting of the boycotting Olympic Olympics. Boycotting of the Olympics, yeah. So do you think it's better if they do bring, like, think about it from purely a marketing. They hire you as a marketing firm. Is it a better look to go get Pete instead of Kamala? He, he's getting a lot of airtime. If yeah, I'm a Democratic I strategist, I say, look, what I just said, you can follow what I just said about the Supreme Court and everything like that. Listen, let's make the swap now. Let's figure out a way to do this. Because not only, because midterms are midterms and we're in trouble. My over and under midterms is 70, by the way. Um, and so... Following that, now you've got it solved. Let's put her on the Supreme Court. Let's get one of our retirements done. When's the last time a vice president was actually replaced? We're talking about replacing her during Biden's term. Is that what we're talking about? When's the last time that happened? Spiro Agnew under Richard Nixon was replaced. Well, I'm not talking about without getting. uh... No, no. Spiro Agnew was replaced by Nelson Rockefeller. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's the last time that we intentionally replaced a vice president. Gotcha. And what was the reason so for that? So there's precedent. There's an economic scandal that Spiro Agnew got in. 
regarding there was a scandal. So this has nothing to do with the scandal. This just has to do with the ineptitude. Why is it, why are they looking to replace Kamala? By the way, not a Kamala fan. Why are they looking to replace her? She's one of the polarizing figures in the country, and she's made a, a bad situation in the Didn't Biden administration. Didn't know works. that up front before they they nominated her and. I, I, actually, I actually don't think they knew that because the moment they nominated her, she showed up the first two, three, four days. I don't know if you remember. After the first three, four days, people got pissed. They made sure she wasn't anywhere. She disappeared yeah. before the election. Yeah, so I don't she think they a, knew that. We got to go? That's okay, right. we got to go. Okay. Anyways, all right, listen, gang. This was Blast. If you enjoyed it, give it a thumbs up because you can't give us a thumbs down. And then subscribe thumbs to the channel as well. Is that actually real now? It's actually real now, apparently. I missed Holy the thumbs down button. Holy What's the schedule for next week? It's Thanksgiving. Are we Thursday. are we doing podcast twice next week or once? Do we know we're doing just once? Uh, why not Thursday? Because what? It is Thanksgiving. Well, we may do something. I don't know because oh, I am oh. in town. We're not out of town. We, Pat, what happened? You want me to check my schedule? Oh, and FYI, gang, here's the other thing that we're doing. I don't want to forget to do this. We uh, want to make a lot of people's day during Christmas. So here's what I'm thinking about. Uh, can you put up the site so people can see it? If you can pull up the site, please go to the website. Uh, uh, I want any story you know, family, friend, cousin, coworker, who due to COVID, they're working their tails off. They're doing their best. They're really trying to go out of their way to be good parents, good workers, good small business owners. But maybe they just need a break and they need somebody to make their day. I want you to go to the link that we're going to put below here, 2021 Holiday Giveaway. Nominee, go a little lower. Don't play the video. Uh, uh, on who you want to nominate. This could be anybody you know that's working hard, a parent, a single mother that's got two jobs. Maybe we pay her bills for the month of Christmas, you know, for the month of December. Maybe we get a car, an SUV for husband and wife and fill it up with groceries. Maybe we take him to Disney World. Maybe we just do him a FaceTime. Maybe we bring him on the podcast. I don't know. We want to make a bunch of people's days, and you as the person nominating someone will also get love. So if you do have somebody, please go through the criteria. Let's put that link below in the description section. Send anybody that you know that's we're going to follow up with you and ask you more questions and do a little bit of due diligence, but hopefully we'll be able to go out there and help uh, and make I'll, many people's I'll days. I'll be in my Christmas hat on December the 16th, so I'm um, that, that's when I'm headed back to studio, so I'm wearing my Christmas hat that You're day. going to be here with us December 16th? December 16th. Can't wait Looking to Looking forward to it. All right. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye, bye-bye, bye-bye. Happy Thanksgiving.